If you want to pump your body and expand your mind, there's only one place to go. Mind Pump. Mind Pump. With your hosts, Sal Stefano, Adam Schaefer, and Justin Andrews. Inside this episode ooh, of ooh. Mind Pump. On the inside. For the first 44 minutes, we do our introductory conversation. We start out by talking about scam messages. Uh, messages, sorry. Uh, so this was... Uh, Sangjiz. <laughs> yeah. You got, <laughs> Justin got a couple texts and Adam got a couple texts. Fake people trying to rip them off. Yeah. Don't fall for it. And ladies, if you find these messages on your boyfriend's phone... They're fake. Yeah, don't freak out. Don't freak okay. out. We're yeah. getting scammed. It's a thing. <laughs> then we give a little- You know, every guy's going to use that as yeah. an yeah. out. Honey, honey, I don't know who yeah. she is. Listen mind to Mind Pump. Pump. Yeah. It's a thing. <laughs> then we did our Thanksgiving wrap-up. We all had a good time. We ate a lot of food and had a lot of fun. Then we talked about using Ned in place of cannabis. And of course, Ned is hemp extract. Full spectrum hemp extract. Doesn't contain any, doesn't com- have or contain any psychoactive THC, but it is full of- uh, cannabinoids that have health benefits. Combine, contain, combine. It's got all those things. Yes. Uh, if you go to helloned.com forward slash mind pump, you'll get 15% off your first purchase. Then we talked about purchasing Felix Gray blue light blocking glasses with your health savings account. Yes, your HSA account may qualify to pay for your blue light blocking glasses. So check this out if you want to find out if, if you can get your HSA to pay for this. Go to Felix Gray, that's G-R-A-Y, glasses.com forward slash mind pump. Check it out. Oh, by the way, you'll also get free shipping and free returns. Booyah. Then we talked about living to 100. How old do we want to be? Then we talked about the IRS wanting a piece of the Snapchat sex industry, or as Adam calls it, Snatchchat. Yeah. They're trying to get their money. Yeah, give me some money. And then we talked about Amazon taking over e-commerce. They're actually projected to to take over something like 50% of all sales online in America. Mm. That's insane. Yeah. Then we get into the questions. First question was, what's the difference between mobility training and yoga? What are the big differences between the two? Next question. The stretchy pants. Another difference question. What's What's the difference between Maps Prime and Maps Prime Pro. A lot of confusion between these two programs because the names are so similar, but they are very different programs. So we kind of break down what Prime does and what Prime Pro does, and we give you some tips on stuff you can do at home on your own. The next question, uh, well, one of our good friends, Lane Norton, likes to post uh, when he sees pseudoscience out there and likes to rip on people that promote pseudoscience. Well, he recently did this with a young lady that talked about how fragrance fragrances and candles can affect your hormones. Are is Lane Norton correct? Uh, does she have a point? Do we think he needs to stop picking on these people? Find out in this episode. All the above. And the last question: What are our worst habits in nutrition, exercise, relationships, and professional? We bear all in that part of this episode. Seriously naked. Also, it's the last day. It's the final day for fifty percent off. Maps Anywhere. I want to remind everybody, Maps Anywhere has been updated. Brand new. New videos, new blueprints. It looks really, really cool. This is the program that teaches you how to work out without equipment. It's a full workout program you can do at home. You can actually do anywhere. That's why it's called Maps Anywhere. And it's the final day for 50% off. So if you want to take advantage of this promotion, go to mapswhite.com and use the code WHITE50, W-H-I-T-E 50, no space, for your 50% off discount make sure you act fast this is the final day two or three nights ago 
I got a text message that looked just like if someone, a normal person, uh, was text messaging you. Yeah. And it was a girl, and it was like her lips down, oh, yeah. and it was a selfie of her like squeezing her boobs together. And what? It was, yeah, and it said, uh, hey, hon, it's uh, Leanna. I'm in town. Do you want to uh, meet up? Fuck you. See, it's the same. It's Wait the a minute. Same marketing on, company. Hold on a second. That's and you don't rec- you obviously don't recognize. The oh, number, I know. So I it d- just comes like that. Yeah, it I, was. That's yeah, stupid. Identical one. Wait a minute. Why are you? How are your numbers getting so out there like well, that? Well, Facebook automatically puts your phone number up there if you don't fucking take it down. Uh, so if you haven't looked at all your Facebook accounts, be careful because you remember, when you first start Facebook, you have it says it, it, options for you to open up your contacts and, and search your contacts to find friends. And I don't remember which one of my Facebook accounts I had that, but I was like going through like a year or two later and, and I saw my profile that my, my fucking cell phone number was on there. I was like, oh shit, dude, this is crazy. Like yeah, somebody could actually grab my phone. And- Bro, that's that's straight up. That's yeah, You better have a strong relationship with this kind of well, fire coming that's out. That's dangerous. Well, yeah, no, ima- I, imagine I told it- my girl right away. I was just like, because- I know, did, I showed her right away. It's like it popped up on my phone and I was like- uh, I know I don't know. I don't the name was, and it was a name. Thank God that I don't know. I don't even know a girl. God, name. what if it was randomly some girl? Right, like, right. so like a Lisa or some shit. Like right. I know like it twenty just vaguely Lisa's. look like, like that would look really yeah. bad, you know. So <laughs> that's it, terrible. Yeah. yeah, whoever's doing that's going to get in big trouble because I guarantee you it's going to cause problems for people. Because imagine if you have a relationship and you you and your girl are a little bit on the rocks a little bit and. Fuck being on the rocks. A, you could be in a good. You could. I mean, even yeah, my girl was like true. a little like, "Well, who? You sure it wasn't well, someone you know?" Wait a <laughs> minute. Yeah, I got like still the yeah. ten questions. Yeah. Even though, even after this like is that girl from college. Yeah, exactly. Like, what Katrina oh, said. Shit. She's like, "You sure this isn't like one of your old girlfriends?" That had, I'm like, "Nah, dude. I don't." And even, it just it literally says, "Hey, I'm I don't in recognize town. those tits at all." Did they say your name? Hey, Adam. No, it okay, said that's it good because they don't know your name. They wouldn't know it. It right? said like, "Hey, hon," and it was like, "Hey, hon, comma." You know, did you respond? Like, who the fuck no, is this? No, I didn't even respond because I knew it wasn't. I knew it wasn't for me. Yeah, and it it didn't seem like an accident. Like it was obviously strategically. She took a shot to not show her eyes and stuff. It was like her mouth and her tits. So, you know, what's funny. How many guys do you think that'll actually work on? <laughs> like I think all, a lot. Oh, like all of them. If I was single, I would have responded. Yeah, if you're single, and you're just like <laughs> I would have responded if I was single. Yeah, like, <laughs> like, hey, I haven't seen you in a while, not knowing who it is. Yeah. Hey, what's going on? Like, oh, we. Yeah. Uh, what what uh, you been up to? Uh, let's get a drink. <laughs> my, uh, it's that would work on someone like my brother. He's the kind of guy he'll get like a, a DM on Instagram. Hey, I like your profile. Looks like you've got a certain amount of followers. Do you want more followers? I think there's a lot. And my brother's like, dude, people are trying to see my potential. I'm like, dude, you do realize that that's a fucking, yeah. Yeah. that's a bullshit. <laughs> yeah, nobody cares. Nobody cares about your 700 followers. I'm getting followers. hit up all over the place. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They see yeah. my potential. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But no, I could I'm see a that. piece of meat. I could see that actually working on, on some dudes where they'll get that text and then they'll be like, oh, Oh yeah! Look at this. I mean, because uh, we're we already think that you know it's gonna happen. That, yeah, yeah. We're just some chicks gonna randomly, just randomly, yeah, yeah. And what, what world? Yeah, like I'm gonna order a pizza and it's gonna. Well, would it throw me for a loop for sure if it was like a name I recognize? I mean, if it was a name I recognize, I would have been like, what? The How fuck? do they know you're a guy too? You know what I mean? Is there a way to figure out? Because what if it was? What if they? Uh, well, if it was attached to my, if it was attached to my Facebook profile. Oh right. Mm. You know. So these are fu- these, check that these out. are scammers. This is not real. This is not like you know what I mean. These are scammers. No, like, this is new too. Like I've, I haven't had a text message. It's a like scam that before. It's a scam because uh, you know you know what I still get a lot of, which I used to get a lot more of before, 
was that fake phone call from oh, the, the IRS agent? Yeah, yeah. Have you guys gotten that? I get yeah, that all I've the gotten time. that a couple times. Oh, dude. Hey, oh, this is the IRS. See. You need to get back to us immediately. We need to, you know, rectify whatever. That one freaked out one of my old clients, and like she was like having a, a horrible day. You know, as a result, was just like, <laughs> oh, it came in with her hair just disheveled and like her eyes were just bags. And, and it got me one time too because there was a time when it happened to hit me like the first time. So it's just, I think it's so smart because it's, if it hits somebody at the right time, it makes sense, right? Like I remember I hadn't done my taxes in like two or three years. <laughs> so you're already like, ah. Yeah. So I was like doing, I was <laughs> they doing, they called me finally. I was doing back on to me. I had just filed like these back taxes and I was like, oh, fuck him. You know, how much am I going to owe? And I'm like all stressed out about, I was already stressed about the taxes and getting caught up. And then I got that message and I was like, fuck. Yeah. You know, so it it, it definitely has got to get some people pretty Well, that's bad. what I'm saying. I, that's what they're counting on. They're counting on. And here's the yeah. thing. IRS isn't going to call you on your phone. No. And they're not, not going to. That's not protocol. No, and they're not going to threaten to take you to jail. No, that's what they'll say they want the your money. At the end of the day, they want your money. That's it. You know, so they're going to give you opportunities to give them their money. So I have a buddy, and I'm not going to tell too much details because if, you know, if he knows that I'm talking about him, he'll be so mad. So I have a buddy who got a call from, you know, one of those scammers saying that they were from the IRS. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And he, it's again, perfect timing. He kind of cheats on his taxes, kind of not, you know, does a little bit of this, like, maybe it's good, maybe it's not. So he was already, he felt really, really insecure about it, got really scared, and they scared the fuck out of him. So you know what they talked him into doing? And this is, by the way, to this day, if we ever drink together, I'll bring this up because it's such a sore spot for him. Because it's the most, (laughs) I don't know how someone could get closed so hard in such a dumb way. They got him to go buy a bunch of uh, uh, like cash cards or whatever. What? No, they didn't. I swear to God, they got it. Wow. Because they're like, if you pay now, then we'll re- we'll eliminate these fees, and you don't have to this and that. He's like, well, how am I going to pay now? How do I do that over the phone? So <laughs> he I, went. How do I do it? Do I just give you all my <laughs> bank account? Bro, numbers? he went to he went to different uh, different like Seven Elevens or whatever, and got those cash cards. And then read them the numbers of the cards <laughs> over the phone and gave them like five grand. Wow! And I'm like, at what? It, it works. I said, I told him, I said, at any point did you think to yourself like, why does the IRS want me to get fifteen cash cards because yeah. they go up to a max of like five hundred dollars? Yeah. And tell them over the phone. Did you ever think that that was a, right? Like, there's some kind of hitman. Yeah. No, he, know, he was he was sweating and he did that. I've like had family grand. members get nailed for the one where someone sends you an email from like overseas and they're like, "Oh, I got robbed and all oh my this." I they oh, took, the sob story thing. Yeah, they took my phone. They took all this stuff like that. Could you, you know, send me over like a hundred dollars or what like that? I've seen them get nailed for shit like there that. There are a few. There's a few. Dude, very, very few it's people. So predatory, especially with oh. old people, dude. There's. I had another client who did that. One of my elderly clients yeah. who somebody called them, said they were from Microsoft. You need to update your whatever. Please give us access to your computer. He gave them access so that they were literally in his computer and they stole everything. Dude, they stole all the shit. You notice too. This totally ramps up like leading into the holidays. Yes, like they just like. I mean, it's everywhere. Oh, like, I had my the first time I ever had the credit card fraud. So. I, and this was the scary part to me was that they had it sent to my house. So I, uh, I had just used my credit card. I was shopping online for Christmas stuff. And then like three weeks later, I open my, I go to my, my front door on my deck, right? At my, my old condo. And there's like a full blown, like computer setup. I mean, tower, badass, like all this shit. And it's like, it's to me. And I'm like looking at it. I'm, I'm like, I didn't, this is like fucking $7,000 with computer shit. I don't fucking pay for this. 
So I call them up and they're like, oh, yeah, sir, no, you ordered it on this day. And I'm like, no, I didn't fucking order any of this stuff. So these fools got it and had it shipped to my house. And then I'm assuming they were trying to time it and then get it off my oh, deck. Oh, wow. Oh, shit. Yes. They were actually shipped it to your house. That's yeah. a ballsy move. Yeah. They shipped it to my place and then was probably, I mean, I can't, I don't know why else you would do that. Like, why yeah. Why order with my credit card, have it sent to my house other than you? There's, were- there's very few people in the world I want to physically beat up. Oh, theft. Yes. People theft. that yeah. steal like that, yeah. I want to physically beat the shit out of them. Partially because these aren't like poor people that really like you know what I mean. It's like, oh my god, I'm gonna starve if I don't. No, no, these are no, fucking no, scammers, no. lazy fuckers who won't work, and they, you know, that's what they do for a living. Yeah, and they just want to just take. Yeah, you just want to beat them up. You know yeah. what I mean? Like like schoolyard. I feel you, dude. Like schoolyard beat. Yeah, up, you know what I'm yeah. saying. Just choke them out. Anyway, yeah. How was your guys' uh, holiday? Man, it was nice, dude. It was. Yeah, it was I had a, I am. I'm a little glad it's over. Uh, I went through the the gauntlet of family. And friends. We had like ten Thanksgivings. Yeah, that was that was a lot, man. It, it definitely it definitely felt good. This just last two days were the first two days Katrina and I have been alone, and I was like, oh man, that's why we went to the Warrior game last night, and it just felt good to not have anybody in our house because we did first we did the Friendsgiving, then we followed it up with the Mind Pump uh, Thanksgiving, then my uncle John and Aunt Jules came in, stayed for two days, then my mom and her husband Lonnie came in and stayed for two days. And then we had actual Thanksgiving with uh, Katrina's family. So it was just like. So you're just ready to chill. Bingo, bango everywhere. man. And we hosted, you know, we hosted most of that. Only one day did we go to somebody else's. We went to Katrina's family's house Mm -hmm. for actual Thanksgiving. But it was actually great, man. And normally uh, the family thing, I'm not, you know, my my MO is I'm not a big fan of the that much family stuff. And I actually had a really good time. It was nice. And it was nice to have everybody come over to our place and have a place that was comfortable for everyone to stay at. So I really enjoyed it. I had a really good time. That's right. And then, man, to see, I mean, the business over the over this week has been, has been phenomenal. It's been really nice. This is the first year I feel like we've been able to do, uh, you know, Thanksgiving or, or you know, a vacation and, and see the business operate and keep going. Yeah, the going. business is still thriving. Yeah, yeah. It's, mm-hmm. it's a, that's a really nice feeling. That, that was probably one of the main things that I was really thankful for this year is just, I mean, it was pretty neat to sit around and uh, and to really enjoy that and then not be also working. Like, it's, you know, it's kind of what I do is I'm typically, even when I'm off, I'm still kind of working. But I really did take it off, man. I took off some time and... And it was nice to see, you know, it's Taylor's out in Italy right now, and we've got people. <laughs> he goes to Italy. Yeah. He just randomly goes to Italy. <laughs> yeah, he's like in love with some girl out there still, right? I know. Yes. Now what's, that's that's what's going on. It. I told him, too, yeah. when he told me he's going to Italy, I'm like, are you going to go meet up with that girl that's out there? And he's like, he's like oh, I don't know what you're talking about, man. Maybe. I'm there for the Vino. What if he doesn't come back? He's yeah. like a chick when it comes to those things. You know, chicks are really secretive about their, their personal life. Like, oh, yeah. he's not the normal guy. Like, he don't, like, kiss and tell. He doesn't say anything. No. Like, he... Mm-hmm. You know, keeps everything undercover. He don't like none of his personal business out there at all. Yeah, he is. A, he is a bit secretive, isn't he? Oh, he's big time. Yeah. Mysterio. Yeah, Mysterio. Mysterio. Yeah. That's what we call what if, it. He what if he doesn't come back? What if he's? What if, what we if get he a text? What if he gets text married? From, yeah, out I just there. got. I just got married. Oh, I just, bro. I, I just went over to the mind pump house, right? So I, there's no way he doesn't come back. They they just all moved in together. We got Eli, Rachel, and Taylor living together. I went over to see them after their first day of moving all in. It was it's cool to see. They're getting all the sponsors are filling the house up, so it's full of all kinds of my I don't know if you're watching the mind pump story story yeah. right yeah. now, but it's yeah. starting. So check this out. So I'm there with Taylor and the his house, their place has like a underground parking garage. 
and they have uh you guys ever seen those rotating parking spots yeah so they've got like those where yeah. you you yeah you pull into like these really narrow garages and then they're they're they rotate so cars are on top of each other yeah yeah, yeah. I, i've never seen one in I person i've seen, seen them it. online yeah huh. i they're pretty wild so that he's, he's so you go and you enter your code and it, like a like a yeah yeah it's you like put, a vending machine or yeah, something yeah yeah it's oh, super, a trip. super wild so i'm there and he's telling me that the uh, the day before they were they had the moving truck down there and they're unloading stuff, and and the moving truck was kind of like almost blocking one of these guys. This guy's garage. He pulls up in a a, a new Tesla, and uh, Taylor's like, "Oh man, I'm sorry, we're we're almost done." He's like, "You know, let me move the trucks so and get in." He's like, "No, no, 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 I I got it, I got it, I can I can get in." And Taylor's like, "No, it's I can get." In. He's like, "Dude, the guy was taking forever to like pull in. It was such a tight squeeze." He goes, and then he he almost gets in, and then drags his whole fucking side, oh. and just destroys the side of his Tesla. Oh. And I told Taylor, I'm like, oh, man, what a shitty like, way to start off your relationship. It like hurts your, your balls. Oh, oh dude. And oh. you know that you know the neighbor inside is just like fucking mad, even though it's his even fault. Even though he said, I'll do yeah, it. Yeah, even though it's his oh. fault, you know inside you're like, fuck this guy. Yeah. <laughs> Damn. Yeah. Oh, that sucks. Yeah, we did Woo. ours We did ours at my aunt's house. And it's always a lot of people. We always have a ton of people um, at our get-together. So it's like 30 or 40 people. And my cousins uh, were all there. By the way, we had a great post-Thanksgiving workout. I'll tell you guys about that uh, afterwards. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no, I smelt you guys when Guido. I came in. No, it was hey, what, do you, what do you mean you smelt us? <laughs> <laughs> I came in to work out. I forgot. Some I, residue I in, in the air or what? Yeah, I came in that day. Uh, Katrina, me, uh, I think Everett, Taylor. I had, a, I had a group that came in with me that I told everybody that we were going to meet there. And we just didn't get up that early. I think we didn't get there till like eleven or noon. You must have been there early. Yeah. But I forgot that you you were gonna go because I didn't see that you did anything yet. You didn't post anything yet. And we get in the studio and it was really clean. It was all clean and nice. But there was this this smell in the air. And I'm like looking at Katrina. I'm like, who who was smoking weed in our studio? <laughs> <laughs> and then it dawned on me. I was like, oh, this is fucking Sal and his family yeah. all coming in here. <laughs> that's what we do. That's what part of the workout. Yeah. But no, I got to my aunt's house and my cousin had a, one of his friends come hang out with us because his friend's family was out of town. So he came and had Thanksgiving with us and just met this dude. And he's like, he's a fucking mind pump listener. So we're sitting down having great conversation. And we started talking about. And you uh, just met him? Yeah, yeah, I just met the dude, you know, and I think I might have met him once before. Great guy, he's a Brazilian jiu-jitsu, I think he's a brown belt or purple belt, high, you know, high-level competitor. Real smart kid. And so we sat down and talked all about stuff that he's listened to on the show, and then the topic of uh, cannabis came up, and we started talking about cannabis. And he had listened to the episode where I had reduced my cannabis consumption and my testosterone had gone up. Mm-hmm. So he's like, do you think my testosterone is being affected by my uh by my cannabis use and I'm as like, you guys well, are smoking weed yeah i'm like well, no this, this <laughs> is not my aunt's house Uh-oh. no not yeah. at my aunt's house and so i'm like well how much do you use and he's like i use it every day and so we're going back and forth and then we start talking about the science and he's pretty privy up on the the pharmaceutical companies who are starting to use cannabinoids to treat things but here's what their the pharmaceutical companies are running into and this is something i was i was aware of as well but it's cool to hear from someone else the problem with the pharma companies is you know w- Medicine likes to take one compound, concentrate it, and then use that compound to treat illness. Yeah. But what they're finding in a lot of these studies is what they're they're calling the entourage effect when it comes to cannabinoids, where when you have multiple cannabinoids combined, 
they seem to have a you know countering an, effect. Well, yeah. no, an effect that multiplies. Yeah. So it's not like one it plus enhances it. Yeah. Not, not just enhances it, enhances it more than the than than the components add up to. So it's not yeah. like one plus one equals two. It's like one plus one equals three. Yeah. And so I was talking to him, and, I, and then the you know the topic of our sponsors came up, and I was talking to him about Ned. And how Ned is the full spectrum hemp extract, mm. which I appreciate because it has all the the beneficial cannabinoids that you'll find so in the all hemp. the different types of cannabinoids. Everything. So we all we all know about CBD, we all know about THC, but a lot of people don't know that other the other cannabinoids and terpenes, which are what give hemp uh, or cannabis its smell, also has an effect on the body. And this may be why some people, for example, just talking about weed. If they smoke a strain that has, let's say, a strain that's 10% CBD and 10% THC, or they'll smoke another strain that has the exact 10% CBD, 10% THC, one makes them anxious and the other one relaxes them. And they're like, that doesn't make any sense. It's because we're not at the point yet where we're really starting to calculate and figure out all the other stuff Mm. that's in the plant. And so I, you know, we were having this great conversation. He's, like I said, he's pretty privy to it. And he thinks that the pharma company is going to have a tough time because as this stuff starts to come out more and more, people are going to just start treating themselves with either cannabis or if they want something that doesn't isn't psychoactive, hemp uh, like the like Ned, or they'll just use hemp oil extract. It's got all the cannabinoids and it's more beneficial than getting pharmaceutical mm. just CBD or whatever. So I thought that was uh, I thought that was that's really interesting. Yeah, yeah I thought that was pretty fascinating. Makes me feel you can't just concentrate. It doesn't like have that same sort of quality. That's to it. the thing about nature that makes na- things that are natural be- uh, in some cases better than things that are not natural. Mm-hmm. It's that it has all these other things in it that it comes with the package. And many times, things in nature, we co-evolved with nature. It's already balanced. It's Right. And yeah. so we we're, are, we basically utilize all these things in the way that they come together. Rather than, for example, it's like saying, it's like taking calcium for your bones. Well, now we know that without vitamin D, calcium alone isn't nearly as effective. Um, and, and in nature, you find some of these things in combination. And mm-hmm. so it's, it was a really, really good, uh, interesting conversation. So we had yeah. a lot of fun with that. That makes That's me cool. that makes me feel good about our sponsor. Then, it, yeah, well, com- totally. So I told him all about Ned, and he's what he's going to do is he's going to start using. And this is this is his experiment, so I'm not necessarily recommending this, but he's going to start using Ned hemp oil extract to reduce his intake of uh, of of marijuana because the 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 constituent in cannabis that probably affects your endocrine system the most is the high amounts of THC, the psychoactive amount. Yeah. So I said, you know, it might be better to just switch over to this for a little bit so you can reduce your intake of, of cannabis but still not get the crazy withdrawal You know, effects. speaking of our sponsors, Doug, would you look – what's the name of the insurance that covers our Felix Grace? Cause I've been wearing like all, all you know, during this time with us around family. Everyone's like – when did you need glasses? And I was having to explain. <laughs> right, I'm wearing. How are they talking? Yeah, I'm just looking cool now. <laughs> when did you start needing glasses? Yeah. <laughs> First of all, don't talk like that. Yeah. <laughs> because I've been wearing the the Felix Grays more and more. I just I've gotten they're comfortable. Uh, I wonder I, if you because I think everybody's sensitive to blue light. They're finding now everybody has negative effects from blue light. But some people are more sensitive than others. I wonder if you're just hypersensitive. Yeah, yeah it's not like me to to take something like this and to wear it as much as I'm wearing. Because they're not prescription. It's just no, no. And they're super comfortable, man. They really they're, they're they don't feel like they're on my face at all. I don't feel like they change like change my vision at all. It's not like the old yeah. school amber colored looking blue blockers. And I do feel better. And my sleep. It's 
I've noticed now that, I mean, because here's the thing, who doesn't look at their phone yeah. up until 8, 9, 10 o'clock at night? Sure. Like, it's so hard not to. So before it was kind of like, oh, only if I was doing like computer work and I was like really working on it. But now I'm just like, fuck it. I'm on, I look at my my phone and Instagram all fucking day and night all the time. So I'm just going to keep wearing them. Yeah, as the much phone's as- worse. And, and we're on our phone way more often. Yes. So, yeah, it only makes sense. And, and I've seen you wear them like pretty much like all the time now. And, no, and, it's and, better. They, look, they, they look good on you. So, yeah. I mean, so, it's not like they don't look good. So I found out the other day, one of, one of my buddies who bought them after he seen me wearing them and he loves them. And he said, hey, you should tell your audience that, uh, and I forgot the acronym that he, he said. Oh, HSA. Is that what it is? HSA? That's yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, That's yeah. what it is. Health savings accounts. Okay, so they, yeah, they, it's it's and flex spending accounts. So they'll they'll let you use that to buy these. Yes. Oh wow. Wow, that's awesome. Oh, that's pretty freaking rad. Yeah, yeah. No, I felt like such an asshole for not knowing that and and not telling well, our audience. Too, yeah, because they also have the prescription for the reading glasses, like you know, with the blue right. blocking effect, which is what I need uh, because I have the. I, I kind of have been switching them out because I have the blue blocking ones, but then I also have my reading glasses. But like they, I I keep forgetting they have the com, like the combined one on the website. So it's it, what does it say? It's they're pre. So if they're prescription glasses, they're covered. If they're not prescription, if you're just getting them for the blue light blocking, then you have to check with your, you have to check to see if they're covered um, for just the blue light blocking computer glasses. But if they're prescription, then they will be. That's yeah. rad. Yeah, that's so that's cool. pretty cool. Cool, right? Dude, yeah. so, yeah, at, I mean, my Thanksgiving, we had celebrated my grandma's birthday, like, at the same time. It was pretty cool. She turned 96. Wow. <laughs> Dude, I was like... How does she look for 96? That's like 69, but She looks 96. I mean, she but, yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, she does you move around Yeah, still, no, or? she's still moving around, and she's... Um, <clears throat> it's interesting, like, usually... When uh, somebody old like breaks their hip, like uh, this happened a few years ago, like it's that's like you know that's like a sentence right yeah. there. But like she totally fully recovered. She's a very strong woman, like very strong willed and and strong mind. I mean, has dementia, um, so there's that. But at the same time, when we get her like focused on games, and so we played a ton of games like throughout uh, you know my Thanksgiving. Um, with with cards and we played like Rook and we played like Dominoes and all these different type like Mexican Train and um, which sounds you know Mexican like a, Train like an, like an awesome racist. Game. <laughs> <laughs> it's the name of the game. It's a Domino game, but uh, it also sounds like it could be a porn title. Uh, but uh, don't Google don't, that. Yeah, don't Google that. Don't Google uh, Mexican Train. Yeah, I didn't want to bring that up in front of the family, but um, yeah, no, we had a lot of fun. It was just. It was great to see, like, my mom's side, there's, like, the women on my mom's side just have this ability to live just, like, to, like, 100, <laughs> to man. It's, like, crazy. It's just, it's crazy to me. But it's great. It's It was great to see all the generations all in one place, you That's know. Cool. And, and she recognized it and was, like, you know, seeing, like, my kids, my brother's kids and all interacting and everything. So, yeah, we had a great time. Man. How long do you guys want to live for? I don't know. Uh, you know, I have this. I would like to live a long fucking, but I would like to live a long time, is, but be 110 healthy. is my goal. 110? I would like to hit the 100 mark. I was thinking about you know that. What percentage, I, like, I want to go. Do you know what, how small of a percentage the population makes it Very to small. It's extremely small. It's right. super, super, yeah. super rare. Yeah. Yeah, that's why they study places Especially in the world. Especially men, where, right? Especially for men. Yeah. But uh, that's why if you want to live to 100, your highest chance of doing that are if you move to Sardinia and just start living like that. that that's the highest concentration of men over the age of 100. Dude, I, I also hear that's like one of the most beautiful places in the world. 
supposed to be gorgeous. I've yeah. never I've never been there, but it's an island, you know, off the coast of Italy, and it's supposed to be absolutely phenomenal. Yeah. But it's one of the it's the I think it has the highest concentration of men over age of over the age of a hundred than anywhere else in the world. That's crazy. Yeah, I would love to live a long time, so long as I'm sharp yeah. and I can function. You know what I'm saying? I don't think this whole like extending your life, but then you being totally sick, that's no. kind of shitty. That sounds like torture. If no, you I want to maintain. I mean, if that's why it's so important to keep working out and keep up everything and I keep f- keep your mind sharp. I feel like it's going to be our generation that has some sort of a crazy breakthrough that's going to allow a lot of us to live beyond 100. We'll see, dude. You know what would be weird? Because here's something we need to consider. I mean, look what we've seen happen just in the last like 15, 20 years. You're right. You're right. But I mean, consider this, like, because now we're starting to have to reevaluate retirement age and when people get benefits and all that stuff. Because people are just living a long fucking time, so it's bankrupting the system. But also, you know, the human psyche, I mean, we evolved to not live that long. So imagine if all of a sudden the lifespan, let's say it doubled. Let's say the average human, instead of living to, what's the average now, 75 or something like that? Yeah, just say yeah, 160. Probably. Yeah, say it was 160. That was the average, which means that some people will probably make it close to 200. I mean, what does that mean? Does that mean you have to work? Rather than retiring in your 60s, you're going to retire when you're 100? Because how are you going to support yourself after that? Uh, are you going to see more people get go through different careers? Because think about that. If you live till you're 160... You theoretically could have two, three successful long-term careers, you know, and you could watch your grandchildren have their I, own. I think we're already seeing that now, where people are working, working longer and longer and old. And I, I actually think that that actually contributes to the longevity. I think that, you know, part of part of what you see when a lot of people retire is they begin dying, dude, yeah. because you lose kind of purpose. No, That's actually I agree. True. I think, yeah, retirement. It's. It, it, yeah. I don't ever want to like fully retire. I, no. I don't ever. It doesn't matter what money amount I have. I feel like I always will want to have something that I'm working at or yeah. working towards. So I do. You're just I have, repurposing your efforts in a different yeah. direction. Bro, it's like my, utilizing your skills. Mm-hmm. It's like, you know, I, my, my uncle, he retired early. And then after that, he completely renovated his backyard, yeah. his front yard. He was like, he didn't know what to do. You know yeah, what I mean? That's, he's like, you know, remodeling everything. And, you know, and he's like, he told me, he's like, it's, he's like, it sucks because every morning I would wake up and go to work, and now I don't have that, and mm-hmm. I, I don't know what to do with myself. There's no Watch. driving force, dude. I was gonna. Did you see what Andy Galpin, uh, Doctor Andy Galpin, posted just recently? No, no, no. Oh, dude, it. He was talking about uh, CRISPR. You know that, that yeah. whole cr- CRISPR program. Oh, don't tell me. I, this I said, saw this. Yeah, there's no, a Chinese researcher researcher that claimed to have created gene edited twins. Yep, China's already doing it. Like already doing it. Yep. Now, do you know what you know what they're saying they did it for? So apparently uh, the father was HIV positive. That's what it The is, mother yeah. was HIV negative and they wanted the baby to not have HIV. So he edited the genes of the fetus to not have it to not so that it would not get the HIV, which I think is bullshit because there's lots of very basic treatments now that will have that will do that. Right. I think with a country like China that's so centralized and controlled by the government that they're just doing whatever the fuck they can. They're yeah. just they're just looking for the next advantage yeah. to see what they can do. So it's it's a matter of time before you start seeing some. <laughs> yeah, I don't think there's any Wait, barriers. Humans, yeah, with, I, I feel like it, break this study down more. I didn't. I just now pulled up Andy's thing. What what all went down here? I didn't even. They know. they edited the genes of. So CRISPR is well. This they technology. claim he claims it wasn't proven that this actually happened, but uh, but it's possible. But it's possible because we've done done this with animals. Yeah. So this technology lets you literally edit genes. 
they and, did this with sheep, right? Already yep, too. Yep, I think yep, that yep. was in England. And so this is the first human that was edited from using this technology. If it if it's true. Yeah. But I think that's the future. Yeah. I really do. I think I do. They, I, I think selectively, yeah, parents will go through this process of like selecting the types of genes they want their kids to already have here's programmed what, in. Here's what it'll happen is you'll take the two people who, who you're mixing to make this child, right? So you're taking the, the, the father and the mother, and within those genes and combinations, you have an upper limit of intelligence, you have a lower limit of intelligence, you have an upper limit of health, a lower limit of health, an upper limit of... Uh, physical performance, whatever. So they'll just edit the best possible outcome right. for their combination. So combine of combine that theory with what Elon Musk believes as far as like how we're going to be able to process and download information. Like, bro, we we're not going to create AI or robots. We're going to turn ourselves into it. Totally. Well, yeah, that's my belief. Yeah, I do not think. I don't think they'll take over. I think we're just going to meld. No, it's this is another jump in in evolution of the race of humans. Yeah, it's just gonna happen like crazy. <laughs> we're gonna be we're gonna be so obsolete. I know. <laughs> we're gonna be the old like fogies, Weird, you know, just watching it all happen. Yeah. Everybody's gonna be all smart and jumping over our head. Yeah, and grandkids will yeah. be like, oh, my grandfather's such an <laughs> idiot. Yeah, <laughs> oh, you're so slow and dumb. Yeah, he doesn't, yeah. Know, he doesn't know anything. You're like, like ah, hey, hey, let me tell you what happened. Get more I, angry. I know what happened, grandfather. I just looked it up in my brain. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm connected to the internet. Yeah, right. Know. right. Actually, our, I, our brain won't be able to process at their speed, yeah. you know. So we're just gonna be left in the dust. Yeah, actually, knew what you were gonna say. In fact, yeah. thank you very much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they, yeah, they all like tele tele uh, connect or whatever. So check this out. You're gonna love this. So there's this thing going on right now where so you know how there's a lot of like these. Snapchat, they call them Snapchat sex workers, where they'll charge like uh, money. I call that Snatch Chat. Yeah, yeah, that's right, exactly. And maybe that's what we got our uh, text messages. That's from. true. So these are these are people that use Snapchat and will sell you know them doing stuff over Snapchat, and it's become a big business. Like a lot of people are paying for this, and there's a lot of say that again. People sell you what? So, they'll sell you like pictures or oh, yeah, Snapchat yeah. with yeah, you. No, I've talked about this um, a lot. With the, the, that's like the new thing with the girls on Instagram. Like. Yes, it's like peep show. It's like back in the day, right? Like, we're, like these creepy dudes would go in. You know, off, this is in like New York where they'd paid for like the door to open exactly. and then they'd watch them do stuff. Well, guess, trying to, oh, tell me. Guess yeah. what? What, 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 what? So what do you think? What do you? Okay, let me ask you guys a question. What happens when something starts to make a lot of money? Who's the who starts to perk up their ears and say, "Hold on a second, we need a cut of that." Government, uh, dude. the IRS. Is now, <laughs> oh, the IRS. The IRS is now going after these these Snapchat, you oh, know, hosts. sex workers. Okay, and they're telling people to report them, and they're trying to get on them about reporting how much income they've made. I heard a rumor. <laughs> I heard a rumor. It's really hard for the IRS to to track. And what I mean by hard doesn't mean like if they actually made the effort to it. I think it's just because there's so many people doing it to track like income on Venmo and PayPal and the transactions like that. Do you know anything about that? I don't. I don't know. I don't but know, the last like people I would ever mess yeah, with are the IRS. Oh, no, I, I agree. I'm just saying like that because how many of the how many of these girls are really paying their taxes on this? Right. Well, I mean, I wonder if 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 let's say the IRS is looking at potential money and they're calculating. Whoa, we could be collecting all these all this revenue. Trust me, they'll find ways of, yeah, of doing it. Yeah, and it's it. traceable if it's electronic, you know. Unless exactly. They're, unless they're it's getting not cash. cash, yeah, and they're doing this in person. So that's yeah, it's going to sneak up and and bite them. Yeah, I want, you know what? I want to interview a girl that that's like making really good money doing this. Can we look? Can we find one of these? Can yeah. we? We'll, you we'll can live find one if you want. post it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. For, for the world. <laughs> a, Text that girl back. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, you, you wouldn't happen like, to use hey, that? Trying to convince I am Katrina. in your this area. Is all research, honey. Actually, you want to come on the show? No, I, I'm just. I would be 
really interested to hear somebody who's got a, a legitimate following and because I've, I've you know there's quite a few of these girls that I've come across that have a good size following hundreds of thousands maybe some of them even a million and they all do these you know paid monthly uh things where they you get access to just photos for 1999 you get access to photos and you get to communicate with them via snapchat for this much then you get full-on like you know video conversations you know i.e sex talk right yeah for x amount of dollars and and they're all monthly subscriptions and i'm thinking man if these girls got a few hundred thousand followers and if you just got half of a percent yeah. of those people you're making good money yeah you're making probably really and, good and money. It's, it's funny because a lot of these girls or or, or people i should say because i'm sure there's some guys doing it too but just the, the market, i'm not sure the how market I, for guys isn't that i'm not good. sure how i <laughs> how i feel about it it's almost like i don't know like if you ever thought about doing prostitution i would i would go this route of course first. way safer yeah, yeah. You but you be, have to you be can, kind of can, I, I think you have to be better looking though to do it this way you know what i'm saying ooh. like you can make more money look like if you're not attractive you're not going to sell your photos or videos to someone, but they may pay you to give them a hand job or something like that. You know what I'm saying? Uh, so I feel like, I feel like, <laughs> I mean, it's true. Like that. You look at it like yeah. any other business, you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> Lots of lotions. <laughs> yes. $100 for $100 for a hand job. Or my 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 buddy Steve could do it for $25. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah. a quarter, yeah. quarter of the price. Yeah. Yeah. He'll do it. You just look you at me. You mind if I close my eyes? Okay. Yeah. 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 You can think of yeah. me yeah. while he'll you do it. it. I'll look at you. He's got soft hands. He'll do it. I'll look at you. Yeah. No, it's funny because some of these deal. some of these people using Snapchat to make money wanted it to be a legitimate business and were like, this needs to be legal, this needs to be legitimate. Now they're all fuck, we have to pay taxes. What's um, going on? I'm waiting for like the next the next big thing to pop up. Uh oh, that reminds me talking about all this social media stuff. Have you guys watched the movie Searching yet? Did no, you watch it? No, I haven't watched Damn it. Damn you, watch it. Damn yeah, yeah, you. Yeah. I want to talk to you about it. I think it's really fascinating. All right, all right, all right. Yeah, I thought oh, you guys were going to watch it that night. No, I was going to watch it. Would but you yeah. bail? Watch something else? Yeah, I don't remember what we watched. Uh, we watched something else, uh, but I'll watch it. Aren't all the good movies supposed to be coming out right now, yeah. isn't it? Isn't I just it? watched Wreck-It Ralph last night with I saw the kids. It. What a smart yeah, movie. It was great. Yeah. They actually did a very, very was good job. Was it good? I enjoyed it. It, it yeah. was smart. Yeah. It's really, really smart. The way they, they tackled the internet and the way they tackled using the internet and all that stuff is very, yeah. actually quite intelligent. Yeah, some funny wit in there, you know, with the princesses and all that. It was pretty funny. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They make yeah, fun of the Disney make princesses. Fun of Disney princesses is pretty good. It's pretty yeah, funny. Yeah, I feel like we should have some really good... Somebody told me to watch the um, our forum. Someone posted the, the documentary, Follow Me. It was a guy who was going around talking about, you know, building a social media business and this and that. You know, it would it remind me, it, it wasn't that good, so I'm not recommending to anybody else to go watch it. It lost me after about 30 minutes. Mm. But you know what I think is so funny is there's there's just a plethora of these, you know, social media people that are trying to get you to pay them to help you build uh. a following. And I just think it's so funny because every one of them. Oh yes, let's talk about this. They have I'm like waiting to talk about a thousand followers or yes. less. I'm like, why would I ever pay somebody to build even them? like twenty thousand? Yeah, like, dude, go away. Right, you're well, not killing it. No, why would I pay someone to teach me to do something that they couldn't even do for themselves? It it's so yeah. it's so funny. It's because, like hiring a fat trainer. Yeah, yeah. It, it is. It doesn't make similar. sense. A skinny baker. I don't care how smart. <laughs> skinny yeah, baker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I don't care yeah. how smart you it are, man. Happen. You can't apply some of that shit towards. It, you. It's funny if you think about it. If you have like three million legitimate followers on Instagram, you could easily make help people build their Instagram followings. Pay me and I'll just share your post on my page. Right. Get, yeah, yeah. Right. It doesn't make any sense to me. No, nah, it's all scammy. It's a hustle. So did you guys, speaking of the forum, I, you know what I love? Oh, God, I love the forum so much for this one thing, right? First of all, the discussions mm -hmm. on the forum, 
get so good. We have so many smart people on there. Yeah. We were having this debate uh, about whether or not science needs religion uh, uh, Mark for, Farrell, for morality. Uh, posted that, right? Yeah, and we were going back and forth. And I was then reading I, that. I, I apologize if I don't, re- I don't remember your name, but one of our forum members actually researches this, actually researches- Oh, really? Yeah, the psychology behind morality. Hmm. And he said the people who act uh, in his research so far from what they've seen, the people who act the most moral are the ones who have morality or a type of morality as their central way of living. Hmm. And that's the argument for religion because it becomes the top thing that you follow type of deal. So we had this great discussion. But anyway, the other thing I love about the forum is that I don't have to look for- articles or studies anymore people just post them on there <laughs> yeah left and right and tag me and i get to read this awesome stuff this is a business post it's not a science one but you guys will fucking love this one in fact i tagged you guys i don't know if you looked at it so trip off this oh this the amazon morning. one do you know how big fucking amazon yeah, is yeah, getting? yeah i read all about bro this. amazon is expected ready for this to take almost 50 percent yeah of the u.s e-commerce market by the how by the end of the year crazy is that and and walmart isn't number two Walmart They're gets like, like six or six percent. Yeah, bro, fifty half half of everything that's bought or sold on the internet in America yeah. is Amazon. Apple the, was like twelve or something. Be- it's the, like it's like a huge discrepancy between. For know. sure, one of the best books, and I got asked this on my Insta story yesterday. So here you go. Like one of the best books I've written read in the last five years has been the four. That book is so mm. fucking good, dude. You guys, if you if you like this stuff, if you're listening. That book is a must. Well, bro, read. check this out. Okay, second place. So you're like, oh shit, fifty percent. What's second place getting? Second place is even ten percent, six point six percent. Yeah, that's second place. Yeah, first place is it's they're getting oh, all the way down to six. Yes. Wow. Now here's the thing, because a lot of people might have an issue with this, and be like, oh, oh, they're getting too big or whatever. No, the reason why they're that big is they're they're good. Yeah. yeah. They're yeah. kicking every because there's no there's no laws in place to protect Amazon from competition, so it's not a monopoly because of laws or whatever. They're literally doing this because they're murdering everyone because they're so good. They are ready, they're expected to reach uh, $258 billion this year, which is 30% higher from a year ago. That's how much they've grown. Yeah, yeah that's insane. I, I have a prediction, by the way. I think that this last, uh, this Black Friday or this, this holiday season, I predict is going to be one of the biggest spent seasons that we've seen in a long time because the way the economy I wonder has gone up true, and the perception yeah. of the economy has gone up. Oh, well, I, would, plus, dude, I wouldn't argue that. They're, they created their own day, like a like a Black Friday day they call Prime Day, right? Yep, like yep. That's, that's just another addition to this whole like mega juggernaut. Well, Amazon is a beautiful thing because they allow all these small businesses and stuff to be able to sell their stuff online. It really lowered the barrier to enter that market, which is why they're so fucking successful. And then Prime, if you really think about it, what a gamble that was when they first came out with Prime. We're going to give you free shipping on everything for this one flat rate, Mm. but they knew that they would just gobble up. In the first with the one click. Yeah. I mean, they just went right right to it. You know, like, let's do this. Everybody wanted it. I mean, I don't, it still, it still blows my mind that people go out and actually shop right now. I mean, I was, I thought I was late to the party by getting on board about two years ago, but now it's like, it's so rad. Like Katrina and I, we went to her family, like Thanksgiving, that's also when we do all the exchanging the names and who you, because that's what we we do with her family, right? You pick Mm, one person you buy for and then we buy for any of the kids, right? Yeah, that's what we do too. And then, you know, right afterwards that we were all in a group thread, everybody sends their Christmas list and it's like, 
we sat down, you know, in front of a fire, having a glass of wine, and like did all of our shopping. <laughs> it was like, yep. Done. and then the best part is it, it comes in a box. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So then you just gotta wrap it. you just gotta wrap it. <laughs> I mean, it's like this was way too yeah. easy. Yeah, yeah. yeah, and I actually enjoy it. I really like because sh- I hate going to the malls, Same. Go- going to the store around this time. Same. It just, I get so mad at myself if I go there and I forget that it's holiday season. Like, how many times have you done that? Yeah. Sometime between. Like, Why is there no parking? Yeah. Like, oh, I forgot. It's Dude, that time of year. Was there any like riots or like craziness? Because I know like there, I, I I drove by Best Buy and I was like going to go to Home Depot to get some stuff and uh, there was still like those railings in between the like they had like huge lines there the day mm. before for Black Friday. So I'm wondering if there was still like hysteria. Area physically, dude. I don't know, but I'll tell you what. What we're seeing right now, because th- here's some other news, uh, and believe me, it's all connected. GM and Ford are laying off shit tons of people. Fourteen thousand. Did you guys see this? Employees, yeah. yeah. Shit tons of people. Fourteen thousand. Yeah, 14, just tons. And what's happening right now is you are seeing, and I know why. It's because a lot of money is going into automated, uh, you know, automated uh, cars or self-driving cars, and yeah. What you're seeing, what we're going to see in the next 10 years is so much disruption in the market. Like the old dogs of the auto industry, that's going to be shook up like crazy. Mm -hmm. And then retail, retail brick and mortar businesses are going to be shook up like crazy. And we're just starting to see it. If Amazon sales increased 30, they were already massive last year, 30% from last year. What do you think is going to happen in 10 years? That means everybody's going, you know, into the, like, uh, like onto the internet to buy everything. That's just where it's going. It's going to be, it's going to be crazy. It's so disrupting. I can't even imagine. It's one of those moments in history where it's, it's hard to imagine what it's going to look like. Like we can guess, but I don't think anybody really knows uh, what it's going to look like. And it's, for me, it's exciting because there's so much wealth being created right now and so many opportunities. I think it's pretty fucking rad, but I'm like you, Adam. I, I hate, I hate going to the store. Yeah. Jessica loves it. Oh really? Yeah. She likes the whole like uh, Christmas it's de- music. It's all decorated nice. Yeah. It, she likes the Christmas music. Yeah, Katrina, doesn't, Katrina, she likes Katrina the- doesn't mind it as much. I fucking hate it. Really? I just like, yeah, I will refuse to go. Dude anywhere there right now no the way to do it is go to a christmas tree ranch and go cut your tree have all that hot cocoa all that kind of stuff and then you don't have to get all the consumers in your way mm. you know did you just you just bought yours or whatever just yeah. cut your tree what yeah. kind of a tree was it uh douglas fir it is a douglas yeah. fir okay yeah. that's a good one i heard yeah well i don't know i don't know any other options there's you know a sil- there's a silver noble there's a uh, well i think the douglas fir isn't that the one that's supposed to last a while like, uh, the, like the best it's the hardiest or whatever yeah, yeah you know why i'm asking because it i smells good we didn't cut down a tree we went to a lot in los gatos of all places and i bought myself a douglas fir and it cost me 100 bucks yeah. i'm like why is this tree so expensive I'm like is it because it's this so how much did you pay for your 65. tree 65 yeah see Wow, well, hundred well, for it already cut yeah, and all I, that. Yeah, well, that's, that's, a, that's robbery. Yeah, well, no, that's like about right, dude. Christmas, is it really? Oh yeah, Christmas trees are typically a, every the last I don't know five years. Our trees anywhere between 100 and 150 for sure. Really? Uh, yeah, but then, aren't there goes, cheaper ones? Yeah, of course. You can you could spend 40 bucks on a tree and get yeah. a Charlie Brown tree. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. My kids wanted the the white. The ones that were sprayed with white That's fucking cancer all over it. I love, uh, I yeah. love that. Do you really? I, <laughs> I said no. Who knows what that is? Uh, I do. Like my, my asbestos. Doc, it's called. Uh, what's it called? It's called. Um, fuck. What's the name of the white stuff that they spray on it? It's. I can't remember. But it was it's snow, a, bro. No, it's yeah. not. It's snow. snow. It's not real snow. <laughs> it's. It's something. It's a funny Pretty name. Sure, you're gonna say jizz. No, no, I did. I'm glad you held out. Oh The jizz tree. Yeah. Merry Christmas. No, but my daughter wanted one so bad, and I'm like. No, I'm like, who knows what the fuck is in this white 
stuff that they spray all over. Dick. What do you mean with dick? You breathe this shit. Yeah, keeping all the chemicals out, man. Yeah, what's it called? It's right there. Yeah, I don't know. There's a name for it. I don't remember. Flock. Flock. Yeah, flock. I knew it was a funny name. Flock. Yeah, flock your tree. Yeah, yeah. Because I was, I was flock. Because I was, because I was messing with my kids. Hey, what do you do this weekend? Flocking my tree. You know what's funny? You know what I'm saying? The fact that you shut the flock. I bet you. I bet you there is a ton of guys that are paranoid just like you, and I bet you somebody has made like an orga- natural flock. A, yes, an organic line or something. Organic look, flock. Look it up. Look it up. I bet yeah. you there is something. Do you we like should to, have been a whole spon- community? Why were we sponsored by flock? that? That would have been a yeah. great sponsor for hey, us. Damn all, it. For all you tree flockers out there, yeah. <laughs> yeah. stop flocking the fake hey, stuff. Yeah. Yeah, Get the a, flock out of here. Yeah. So that's that's why that's I knew there was a funny name because my daughter kept saying it. And I was cracking up, and then we started making jokes about it. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, nice. that reminds me. of <laughs> this one skit it was a uh, cork soakers what yeah what's that it's uh so like these italian it, it was on snl where they is that why you were looking at me yeah they were at they're at like it's winery and they're like, <laughs> like, I know everything like hey what are you doing hey we're soaking the corks eh? <laughs> <laughs> i'm such a good cork soaker oh I get anyways it. no by MAPS Anabolic. If you're looking to maximize your overall muscle and strength, MAPS Anabolic is the perfect place to start. With a full 30-day money-back guarantee, there is absolutely zero risk. So what are you waiting for? Go to mindpumpmedia.com and get started today. It's the motherfucking quad. The eagle has landed. First question is from Shawnee Step. What's the difference between mobility training and yoga? I get this a lot. I pick this a big qu- difference. I, I I pick this question uh, because yeah. I do I do get this a lot. A lot of people they assume, get confused a lot. They do, and they assume that if they're doing like static stretching or yoga, that they're doing the same thing that, that you would be doing in mobility, and it's not true at all. No, yoga is a yoga is a structured uh, methodology of of exercise or whatever, whatever you want to call it, but it's a, it's its own it's modality. A, yeah. It's a modality. It's a structured class. Now, traditional yoga, when you do it properly or you're maintaining tension in the movements and you're doing the poses and you're flowing through them does, uh, improve mobility, uh, quite well, but it is not mobility training. It's yoga. Mobility training is very specific to yeah, the individual. More specific. Yeah. Like if I, it'd be like saying, um, I don't know, It'd be like saying another sport uh, that's good for building strength in comparison to strength training. Like strength training is individualized. So is mobility training. I could take an individual and I could look at the areas that they need to focus on and I could design a mobility type of workout for them to benefit them specifically. Yoga is just a structured type of class. Not only that, but most yoga poses are stationary static stretching. Mm -hmm. You always talk about this like flowing in and out, but most yoga, if you've ever taken a yoga class... You get into a pose and you hold a pose for a long time. There's Some of them. There's there's yin yoga, like yin yoga where you get into a pose and then you hold it and then you just sit there and relax. Right. But like the vinyasa type classes and the vinyasa flows, you're in these positions and what you're supposed to do is you're not supposed to sit in them and let your joints support you. You're supposed to maintain yeah, but I, tension. I think, I think yin yoga is the most popular one. I think when you think like every class that I ever saw at 24 Hour Fitness, which is probably a big majority of some of these people taking these free classes, they're it's static holds. Yeah, no, I don't know if it's the most popular, but you're right. There's different versions because yoga now is this American, you know, it's become this American phenomenon where 
they'll call it yoga. Uh, yeah, because, any stretching is going to be associated with yoga yeah, at the, this point. Just because like, it got popular. It's the same thing with CrossFit. Like any kind of functional exercise is associated with CrossFit. Yeah, like there was a, like I saw once a class, it was strength yoga. And I'm like, strength yoga? And I watched the class and they were doing yoga holding dumbbells. So I was like, well, just because you're holding dumbbells doesn't make it strength. <laughs> yeah. But, and it also doesn't make it yoga. But again, yoga is a structured class. Mobility training is totally different. Look, what I would do for my body for mobility is going to be very different than what Justin may do for his body for mobility, which may be different than what Doug will do for his body for mobility. This is why we created MAPS Prime and MAPS Prime Pro. Within those programs are tests that you take yourself and you identify areas of your body that you lack good mobility. But, you know, I think we need to define mobility uh, another time. I know we've done it before on the show, but yeah. I think people confuse it with flex, like range of motion or flexibility. No, yeah. So it's actually the ability to have strength in, that, in, in all of the incremental angles of that range of motion. So um, basically, I, I'm, I'm flexible and I have the capacity to... Uh, you know, achieve greater range of motion, but I am actively, um, intrinsically able to produce force from each one of those angles. Yeah. So, like, uh, like babies, babies are really flexible, but they don't have good mobility. Like a baby, you could stretch their legs out and arms, but they don't have any control over that range of motion. So, that's just painting a picture. So, you see a lot of people who have this crazy flexibility but they don't have strength within that rate, that flexibility, so they have poor mobility. And so that's what, when we're referring to mobility, that's what we're talking about. And mobility training aims to make you, to, to give you the ability to own all of your ranges of motion. Because where injuries tend to happen is in ranges of motion that you just don't own. You'll move in a particular way, and you don't necessarily have control or stability in that yeah. way that like you're you moving. got there through momentum or you got there through some other means to where like your body's now in this position. It's it doesn't really recognize or, or have an ability to get out of. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I would say that yoga is if somebody's looking to improve their mobility and they don't have a lot of time or access to training or information and they just want to go do something structured that they could show up to. It's not bad. Um, if you do the right yoga class, it's not bad. It'll 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 probably especially, help you, especially if it's complemented with some good traditional strength training. Yeah, you, you know, especially if you're training weight training two to three times a week, and then you're you know on other on opposite days you're going and yeah. doing yoga. I think there's nothing wrong with that, and I think there's a lot of benefit to that. And I think too, like, is it the Yin Yoga that's more of the parasympathetic? Like we're trying to really kind of bring the heart rate down yeah. and so like I, I see value in that in terms of like recovery active recovery days and not like but but then again you see these other yoga classes that are like <clears throat> extreme and it's like heat yoga and um you know you're holding these poses for like an insane amount of time and so it becomes something totally different yeah, hot yoga is really cool I, I enjoy it um it's you get the benefits of the heat so, which is all good. We know about temperature right. contrast. Right. Um, and then heat depresses the central That's nervous system and it increases range of motion and flexibility. If you're super flexible, you don't want to do hot yoga because that's where you can actually hurt if yourself if you're super flexible even yoga is not ideal yeah. for you. well for guys like me who's tight as fuck uh yeah. hot yoga or yin yoga get into a position yeah like yin yoga was great for me because what i would do is i go take a yin yoga class and i'd sit in these poses on the floor for three minutes and it's it's crazy when you do this because you'll stretch and it'll hurt 
And then, you know, like 30 seconds or a minute into it, you get a little deeper and then you'll try to relax and then you get a little deeper. And like by the end of it, you're like, okay, I need someone to pull me out now yeah. because I don't, I, I'm in a range of motion I have no control over. But then what I would do is I would take that and then I'd go and I'd work out with weights really light and I'd play in those ranges of motion to try and connect to them. Which is, I think, what's uh, you know what's what's really important. Now, I I have nothing bad to say about you. I think yoga is incredible, and like a, if we could complement it with strength training, uh, it's ideal, right? If we're doing two to three times a day of weightlifting and then yoga once or twice, I think is great. The problem that I have is that you know most yoga classes are an hour long, and I just don't have that much time to dedicate to doing a lot of a lot of these stretches in in conjunction with my strength training. So. You know, when I do mobility drills, I'm doing typically two to five, depending on my time or what exercises I'm doing that day that are very specific to what are what's making the most improvements on my body. So an example is like a lizard with rotation, a 90-90, a combat, and like a zone one, uh, you know, test that we have in prime for my, you know, upper body. So those are like those are like staple mobility drills that I, I t- try and do as much as I possibly can. Now, where I see the the major benefit of mobility training versus yoga is, I know that those those five exercises or so are the most beneficial to what I've got going on with my body, and I don't need a whole hour of structure to do that. I can do that. You know, I can do one of those exercises right now. I could, mm-hmm. you know, in between us talking right now, I could drop down and do some combat stretch for two minutes and get some really good benefit from it. And that to me is far more beneficial than taking a kind of generic class that yeah, is they do a broad stroke of all these different movement abilities. And so it's good for a practice if you do have the time to kind of hit up all those areas. But yeah, to be more specific and be efficient with your training, I definitely recommend, you know, specific mobility uh, type movements that you practice and you ritualize uh, before, uh, after, or like throughout the day, um, you know, to, to address like very specific issues that you have. Well, something else needs to be, well, two, two things. One, yoga is also a class. So classes are never going to be as good for you as things that are individualized. What? Uh, that's right. I'm not going to, let's not go there. We're hammering this again. Here we go. (laughs) Boy, I got a lot of people. Did you get more? I did. Oh yeah. Good times. But I also got just as many people that I think that it, it, (sighs) it helped have them look at it a different, in a different light, you know? And I, I don't think it's a, I don't think it's much as a, as a negative thing as much as it is me saying or us saying that we're just shining a little mm-hmm. light on it. Well, yeah. there's there's something more ideal, you of know. Course, yeah, of course, of so. course. Here's the other thing too that needs to be stated more often. Okay, proper resistance training. Okay, emphasis on the word proper is a fantastic way to improve your flexibility and mobility. It's fantastic mm-hmm. if you do it right. If you go to the gym. And you're perfecting your squat and you're practicing your squat the way that we talk about, where you're not in there to hammer yourself, but you're in there to practice and perfect the form of a squat. You're constantly challenging your ranges of motion with a little bit of load Uh and you're moving deeper and deeper and you're improving your mobility. If you're properly doing a chest press with dumbbells especially or a fly or you're properly doing a dumbbell pullover or a pull-up or you're properly doing a stiff-legged deadlift or any exercise – there is a stretch component to the many of these exercises, and if you do them right, you'll improve your flexibility and mo- mobility. And th- this, it's not said enough, and it needs to be said more. 
that resistance training is a, is, is a fantastic way, even basic resistance training. If you do it the right way and you're doing it properly and you're not in there trying to beat yourself up and you're not focusing on your form, you'll get probably all the mobility improvements that you need for the that the average person would need, I should say, because most people don't need insane levels of mobility and flexibility. They need a, a, they they need the type of mobility and flexibility that allows them to do to do, do their day to day tasks, yeah. drive in Usable. a car, not hurt. Yeah. yeah, you know, pick something up off the ground without hurting themselves. Play with their kids, throw a frisbee, throw a baseball, reach up above their head and grab something out of the cupboard, twist in the car to grab something behind them. That's the kind of everyday mobility people need. And traditional resistance training done properly gives you more than that. It gives you enough, uh, you know, what you're probably going to need. Now, of course, people like to train themselves harder and like to achieve greater levels of performance, just like, you know, I'm stronger than I'll ever need to be. Um, And that's totally fine. In which case, structured, individualized mobility training before your workouts is probably your best bet. Again, I, I mean, like Adam said, I don't have any issues with yoga. I took yoga uh, for a little while, um, but uh, it, it is a structured class. If you like that, that's great. But if you're just looking to improve your mobility, mobility training is going to be a little bit more uh, superior. The other thing about yoga that's interesting, I, have you guys taken a lot of yoga class? I know you at one point were going to teach Not it. a lot, but I've taken, an, I've yeah. taken a few. Yeah. It's uh, Yoga, it's funny because, uh, and this is the thing I hate about fitness, is so tribal. Yeah. So oh, like yeah. you, you yeah. walk into a, you know, you walk into a CrossFit box or a bodybuilder gym or a powerlifter gym and you know you kind of get that sense of it, right? Man, yoga is fucking tribal, especially when you're a dude that goes in there that looks like you lift weights. Yeah. Like I took some classes and the looks I got and the way that the instructors uh, you know, talked to me in the class. <laughs> I was like, "Wow, you really you really don't want me to come back, it feels like. Like everybody's kind of looking at me like, oh, look at the big tight guy over there and yeah. the muscle head or whatever. And I got that impression quite a bit. And it made me give me a little bit of empathy for people who go into gyms first time who may feel that, you know, that, that kind of a vibe. So that's the one thing about yoga I'll, I'll knock is that I, I've been to quite a few classes where you get a little bit of that tribal. I feel like on. it's a little bit of every, I think it's like that with almost yeah. every, every, yeah. every modality. I just never in. felt it before. Yeah. Because yeah. I think a lot of people that are hardcore yoga people, trying to change their mind that it hasn't been like the one of the most impactful things for them is almost impossible because if you are somebody who is super tight and and have a ton of overactive muscles and you don't are, exercise and that are causing chronic yeah. pain yeah. in your body and then you start taking yoga and you start to eliminate a lot of this chronic pain that that's like a and life you think ch- everybody else is stupid right it's a, it's yeah. a life changer it reminds <laughs> you know it reminds me of like the some of the vegan community when they all of a sudden go from not eating vegetables whatsoever to going to vegan and then all of a sudden they just feel amazing you know their their body fat drops their energy levels their mental clarity and then all of a sudden it becomes about veganism more than it becomes well maybe it's just because you needed some more of those greens in your life i feel yoga is the same way you take somebody with chronic pain that's not very flexible they start taking yoga and it's like oh my god yoga has changed my life it's like well no maybe you needed some more flexibility drills or mobility work in your life to address some of these issues that were causing chronic pain it's the same thing yeah you know what's interesting too about yoga is they have a spiritual component so you take a class and it's like meditate and think and intention and the intention of this class and then you know at the end of a class they'll read a quote or something and you lay there and you think and you know what there's some real benefit to that for of, some course, people. of course I, I have clients that you know we're going through very difficult times in their lives and they're saying that yoga was such a integral part of uh, of them healing because they went to this quiet class they didn't have their cell phones they weren't working 
and they were just quiet and had to be there with their thoughts while they're holding these yeah, stretches and doing stuff. Honestly, they, they were onto something with that. I think that, you know, it's interesting that you don't see that in a lot of like uh, church structures, you know, throughout whatever denomination or whatever like practice. That I've you always have. thought that, Justin. I'm like, what? Why aren't you providing a physical component to this to have a holistic understanding of you know your relation between you and god and and what that all you know entails it's just baffling to me Mm. next question is from alec gladwell what exactly is the difference between maps prime and prime pro yeah we get this question all the time yeah there's a nice transition from that last one yeah so well it's pro we (laughs) let's move on maps prime Easily, I could say pretty confidently, was the program that required the most, I guess, creativity, um, brain power between the three of us. When we went to write and create Maps Prime, our goal was to create a program where people could assess their own body and then based on that assessment, design what they do before the workouts to prime their body. Now, before I get into that, why is that important? Well, Priming your body actually will significantly impact how you how you feel during your exercises, the type of results you get from your workout, um, how quickly you can get into proper movement, that the way you activate your muscles, it basically sets you up for a very effective uh, workout for yourself. So how you prime is is very important, but also priming is very individual, and this is why it was so difficult for us to write prime because it's like okay. I know how to assess an individual uh, being a trainer for a long time, but gosh, that's so different from person to person. How the fuck are we going to write this in a program? And then how are we going to tell people what to look for? Like I know all the different parts to look for when someone's doing an overhead squat assessment or whatever, or posture. How are we going to teach people, the average person to do that in a program? So it was a very difficult thing for us to create, but we came up with uh, a, a way of doing that, which I think, uh, works really well. Probably one of the programs we're most proud of. Definitely, sure. definitely. Yeah. And you do three tests, and those three tests cover the general basic uh, movements of the body, all of them. And based on those tests, uh, whether you pass or fail, and we teach you very explicitly how to read them, um, then you pick what you do for your priming because what Adam may do to prime before his workout is going to be different than what I do to prime for my workout. It's the most distilled, comprehensive thought out uh, like assessment process we could have possibly put together i mean it was like but simplified that's what i mean it was like the most simplified presentation for the consumer that you could go through prime pro we're we're kind of taking that and we're getting we're diving deeper and we're going more comprehensive we're addressing more joints uh so it's yeah it's less broad strokes and it's more like okay well you know, my body really doesn't, you know, function the way it should here in my ankles and my toes aren't really like doing what I need them to do. And, um, in, and this is where we had, you know, Dr. Brink, uh, and his extensive practice come in and really like identify all the little minutia involved with, uh, you know, all the, all the different joints in, in the neck and everything else. Where we're well, like, yikes. we talked about th- this being one of the possible mistakes and we're not even for sure it's a mistake yet, but we, we go back and forth on this of how we named it uh, because of this exact reason, because it there creates this kind of like confusion of like, well, if I have Prime, why do I need Prime Pro? Or if I have Prime Pro, why do I need Prime? Uh, and they are, they are different. I, I think the, the idea that we had when we, we named the Prime Pro Prime Pro was I think we really thought it was going to be 
more geared towards the professional, mm-hmm. you know, somebody who is a trainer who's mm-hmm. looking at a client and their client goes, hey, I've got, you know, knee pain or, oh, my, my back or my shoulder hurts or, you know, and our idea was to go through the entire body and address all the major joints and then teach them how to do these mobility drills around them to help alleviate chronic pain, which is extremely common with clients. When I think about- That's the most value you'll, br- you'll bring the average client. Right. When I think about 80% of my clientele, this this program probably applies to them. I think of Prime, I think everybody should own Prime. Prime to me is everybody should own Prime. I think it's, it's necessary to go through an assessment like that to find out where most of your dysfunction lies, what types of priming movements you should do specifically for yourself before you go into lifts. And then I think of Prime Pro and I'm like, anybody who has either, if you're listening and you battle any sort of chronic pain or have battled chronic pain, it's for you. And most certainly, if you're a professional in the field, this is probably one of the most beneficial programs that you could have in your library is this Prime Pro because I know for sure 80 plus percent of everybody I train, I would have used this tool. Totally. For, I mean, sure. to put it simply, MAPS Prime teaches you how to set up your priming sessions before your workouts and what you do at the end of your workouts mm-hmm. just to amplify the effectiveness of your workout. Prime Pro is much more correctional and much more, dare I say, rehab-based. So Prime Pro is much more specific. It's not teaching you necessarily what to do to prime your workouts. It's teaching you how to correct your your individual dysfunction. Yeah. So you're going to go in there and you're going to take some of the tests in Prime Pro and figure out why your hip bothers you or why your back bothers you. And then you're going to have a good idea and then you'll be able to do exercises yeah. to alleviate that. And you could totally, you know, approach that program with a preventative mindset too. So it's not like <clears throat> after the fact, you know, and you have to rehab or you have chronic pain all the time, you know, it's, it's just it, for, it, for two, for people that really want a deep understanding of their body and what, you know, every, how everything should effectively function and what your alignment should feel like. Mm. Like that's, that's a program that, <clears throat> you know, if, if you really did the due diligence, you could learn so much about your body and then carry that forward, you know, forever the, for you. The, 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 if you're a trainer, if you're a personal trainer, you want to become a trainer and you want to be successful in this market, hands down, 100%, I can say this with full confidence, learning how to correct people's muscle imbalances, alleviate pain and get people to move better is by far your biggest value, 100%. I've had people lose weight and build muscle and get strong and do all that stuff. But the value you provide someone when you can get someone who's had back pain for five, 10 years or shoulder pain or, oh, I've got this knee that always bothers me, no big deal. And then I fix it for them with, with you know, correctional exercise. Are you, they're fucking, they're with me forever. Oh, it's it, a tremendous amount of value. Not to mention one of the coolest things ever to, you know, wow a client the first time that you have met them mm-hmm. is to take them through something like this. I mean, you have a client who's, got knee or hip or something going on with them and you know they haven't didn't do an injury or something they just have chronic pain and you assess it you get to the bottom of it you do a couple of these prime pro movements around that major joint you become an instant wizard yeah instantly they will feel a difference this is not like one of those things like hey you yeah, don't need, need to train with me for the next six weeks to see fat loss or muscle gain or that's a cha- that's more challenging someone who comes to you and says i want to lose a bunch of weight or gain a bunch of weight or build muscle that can take a while and a lot of convincing that, hey, I promise you we're heading down the right track where someone comes in and they they battle with this 
uh, chronic pain and you show them some of these well, moves, instantly it'll t- it'll alleviate some of I'm it. I'm going to be honest, the the two most lucrative markets you could ever pursue in uh, our industry are, you know, alleviating pain and also the advanced age uh, you know, group. And so th- this fits great uh, to address like all those, you know, very specific issues. Oh, a hundred percent. And look at your, look at the market right now. What do people do all day long now? Yeah. They sit down oh, this is gonna be even more yeah, in front of a computer. What do kids do all the time now? Yeah. They sit down in front of TV or front of computer or on some kind of a device. If you're a trainer, learn correctional exercise. It will make you fucking valuable. Not only that, but somebody comes to you and wants to lose weight, which is the most common goal. You got to have to correct the imbalances anyway. That's where you got to go. That's where you start. It doesn't even matter. That's where you start regardless. But the value you'll provide your clients will go through the roof. This is how I would separate myself from other trainers is I was I would get good at this. And believe me, I got no shortage of clients yeah. because of this skill. So, you know, I know there's other, you know, small markets in our field, like, you know, high level athletics and that kind of stuff. But the big market is this kind of stuff right here. This is the most the people that are going to come hire you. This is where you're going to They're provide the their best, longest clients you'll get. For sure. Next question is from Madness Fit. In light of Lane Norton's recent post shitting on a girl that went public about fragrances and candles affecting hormones. <laughs> that sounded bad for a I second. Know, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it like stops right there. Yeah. What is your take? Should we be concerned about perfumes and other scented things? All right, so we got to give uh, we got to give the the audience a little backstory. So yeah. we're going to defend a CrossFitter here, yeah. Yeah, oh. is that what she is? Yeah. 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 Well, we're not talking about CrossFit. Yeah, she, so Lane does this thing where he'll take a post from someone and something that he really disagrees with, and many times, uh, you know, the, the, the post is like promoting pseudoscience and. Bullshit. And then he will. And this is to Lane. Lane will hear this because, of course, he'll he'll listen at one point. Somebody will share this. Or Lane, stop picking on people fucking smaller than you. <laughs> he does That's that. Not, <laughs> this is something that I know that we mind pump was known at the beginning to kind of do similar shit, but. That was when we fucking had no social power at that time, so we weren't afraid of picking Well, he up. rips people, and then they- and He rips like small pages. Yeah. This girl's only got 25,000 followers, yeah, and, and then, you're pumping and, the shit out of her. And then his-, and then his But to his, you know, it, what he says, the reason why he says he does it is because he says that stuff needs to be called he's, out. He's educating at the same he's, time, so yeah. I, res- I respect that. Yeah, but there's different ways to do it. Like, you could, you could, you know, post about that type of subject, which is what I used to do, all, which is what I still do. So if I see another page posting some bullshit- Rather than calling the person out, I'll just make a post about why people who say this thing is bullshit. So yeah, I'm not we used, specifically calling We used to do this to Joe D for a while there. Oh, it was a good time. We used to do something cool. very similar. Joe, post for post. That's right. Joe D would put something out and then uh, Sal would follow up, but he didn't tag him. He didn't call him out, but he would just you know he knew. refute the science <laughs> yeah. intelligently and educate the, the followers that were probably yeah. following both pages. But yeah, so this post was talking about the the dangers of fragrance fragrances and how they can affect your hormones. And of course, Lane saying this is complete pseudoscience bullshit. I'm going to have to uh, disagree with that statement. Um, it's not 100% pseudoscience uh, bullshit. There are chemicals uh, that are in the environment, many of them synthetic, that are known as uh, xenoestrogens. And uh, I think xenoestrogens, in fact, are all synthetic. There's other types of estrogens that can be found in nature. But xenoestrogens are called xenoestrogens because these are chemicals that seem to interact 
with the estrogen receptors in the body. So they'll they'll either have like a really weak affinity for the xeno, for the estrogen receptor, or they'll somehow interact with it. And what happens is, if I activate your estrogen receptors, um, then you're going to have these estrogenic uh, things start to happen in your body. Like if I if I activate all your your estrogen receptors, I can either block them so that let's say something activating them is blocking them, so now your estrogen can't do what it's supposed to, or it may exert estrogenic type uh, properties and qualities. And this is not really pseudoscience. Look, there's, there's, there's plastics that have been banned that are xenoestrogens. You know, BPA um, and PCBs, those are synthetic xenoestrogens that affect the body. They've been now studied for a long time and, they're, and scientists are now figuring out that some of these things are endocrine disruptors. They tend to disrupt uh, hormones or act on the body. Could these potentially contribute to, uh, you know, cancers? Maybe. I mean, let's say you already have a cancer that's estrogen sensitive. Let's say you have breast cancer. You know, many times what you'll do if you have what, what doctors will do if you have breast cancer or or, or pre cancer is they'll give you something called Novadex, which is a uh, a selective estrogen receptor modulator. It sits on the estrogen receptor and it blocks it. So essentially, it's like it's like you not have you don't have any estrogen in your body. And this, this prevents the cancer from growing. Um, so what if you are exposed to xenoestrogens that activate the estrogen receptor and you have this potential for this estrogen-sensitive cancer? Now, do we Could have, it make it worse? Do we have any idea the amount that it would take in order for this to affect like that? For example, like you know, we're I think she's talking about perfumes and stuff. Like how much of those uh, xenoestrogens are you actually picking up when you spray the perfume on you or the the air the air fresheners that are in your house like how much of that is your body intaking and how much of that is potentially changing the chemistry in your body do See, we, this is the do, thing. have we ever measured that or do we like here's the you know have they ever tried to test that in like a rat by like injecting the rat with these perfumes they do like, they do but here's the problem with that is that what they'll do is they'll identify they'll they'll test a chemical in isolation at a particular dose and they'll say, okay, expose that the doses that you'll be exposed to, um, it's probably safe. Again, remember, studies are short. Like these aren't, they're not controlled 10-year studies. That's too expensive and, and impossible. So they'll study it and they'll, they'll deduce and say, okay, it seems like it's safe at this, at this amount or whatever. But the problem is you're not exposed to one chemical in isolation. You're exposed to shit tons of chemicals. And so the problem becomes the cumulative effect of all of these things. So, okay, fine. You get some xenoestrogens from your perfume and you get some from your hairspray and you get some from your cosmetics and you get some from, you know, the, the plastic Tupperware that you warm your food up uh, in. And uh, then you get some from, you know, proce air, air fresheners, air processed, fresheners food. processed foods, whatever. So it's that cumulative effect that people, um, you know, say to watch out about. Now, in defense of, of Lane, you know, should the everyday person who probably eats terribly and doesn't exercise and doesn't get good sleep. Right, in the, grand, about the, in, in the grand scheme of things, right? Are you yeah. Should you be worried about your air freshener perfume when you're eating like shit, you're not exercising, and you're making a bunch of other choices in your day? Is that really making that big of a difference? Yeah. You know, I mean, pay attention to the big rocks, right? Yeah, no. but that being said, are, are, is there some potential validity to what she's saying? There is. It's, it's, it's actually quite – it's been studied um, you know, quite a bit, and it's not – it's not pseudoscience. Um, is it pseudoscience to say that, you know, doing that's going to 
give you cancer and do all kinds of crazy things to you? Probably. I don't think there's any evidence to show that. She didn't say that though, yeah. did she? No, I mean she's. It's a little alarmist. She concluded that. Yeah, a little yeah, fear mongling. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, it's a little bit. It's a little bit alarming. Yeah, it's a little bit like that. But you know, it's funny. They do studies on wildlife on this stuff all the time, and, and you know, I'm looking up one right now where they. They showed that discharge from human settlements, uh, including runoff and water flowing out of wastewater uh, treatment plants, releases all these xenoestrogens into streams, and then they find like huge alterations in aquatic life. Yeah, you know from that. Now that's that's high exposure to things. Right. But uh, a lot of the science around xenoestrogens is around uh, the environment and wildlife because of the shit that we dump into. You know, streams and oceans and berry and that kind of stuff. Yeah, how much of that shit are we already breathing and intaking anyways? Dude, I don't, I mean, here's the thing. Like, I'll give you, let's use another example. Like, antibiotics. You know, antibiotics for a long time. When we were kids, you went to the doctor and you had a sore throat, pff, they threw an antibiotic at it. No problem, no question. No, no questions asked. Now we're seeing that all this antibiotic use is contributing to these um, antibiotic-resistant bacteria that some scientists say potentially in 20 or 30 years could yeah, be gonna kill us all yeah it could be like the biggest like one of the biggest problems that we encounter but we just didn't see it at the time you know the exposure to all of these potential endocrine disruptors in combination in cumulation you know all over the place in the environment on us could that have a cumulative effect it probably it probably does we'll see what happens you know mm. Um, so, I mean, I think saying that yeah, is okay. Limiting exposure, I mean, just it just sounds like that's something that you want to consider. But at the same time, yeah, to conclude that it's producing this, you know, that's, here's you something, can't really say that. Here's something interesting. Have, just, you, have you ever, sorry to interrupt yourself, no have you ever, you would be the person who's seen this, have you ever seen like a chart of like, uh, you know, order of operation on the things that are probably the most damaging. Something like microwaving plastic, and then right. like or oh, drinking out of right. like EMF, and you can just add like all like what's these like what and what like where where does perfume and fucking air fragrant fragrance fall in the order? That's of- a good question. I, I I don't know. I know cosmetics is a big one because you're rubbing that on your skin, and they're not regulated the same way as like food or whatever. Um, so that's a big one, and, and women wear makeup. Every single day, I know deodorants uh, that have aluminum in them. That's been implicated in in a, in a few different things. And I think again, it's just you've been using them for years, so it's not mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. you use them here and yeah, there. It's chronic exposure. Yeah, it's like for 15 years I've been putting makeup on my face, and I've been using you know aluminum type deodorants. Um, you know, back back to the the whole uh, antibiotic uh, resistant bacteria. Do you know that they are identifying uh, a, a pharmaceutical drug that they think has a major impact on that that has that is not an antibiotic? Hmm. Um, uh, the I forgot the, the chemical name of Prozac, but the antidepressant, the the chemical name of the antidepressant that's in Prozac, mm-hmm. they're finding um, is causing bacteria to mutate in a way that makes them resistant to antibiotics. And when you take Prozac, at least ten percent of it comes out in your waste. So when you like poop or pee or whatever, some of that's in there, and then it gets in the sewer system. And then it gets in the environment. Cool. So now they're finding that that has that that's probably having an impact. So it's all this kind of stuff that we really don't know we now. Stop people from shitting. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Be careful whose poop you eat. Yeah. yeah. Next up is Christian Relo. What are your worst habits? Oh, uh, nutrition, worst? exercise, relationship, and professional. What you got here? Let's get one for each one. Wow. Can, wow. Can, can you give Can you give me one well, for each one? Everybody knows my cheese obsession, but. Well, you started off, Justin, then you got. He's the che- cheesinator. Well, yeah, the cheesinator. I love things like it. And so that's where I get drawn into trouble, right? With like pizza and like, I, like that, that was just something I always just, oh, God, I love cheese on everything. And so I have to control myself with that. 
Um, but yeah, so exercise wise, let's see what my worst habits exercise wise. I think, I think it's just like maybe just the consistency in terms of, um, you know, like, like sticking to a plan for a longer period of time versus like always changing it up. I, I just get bored and I get a little too creative sometimes. So for me, like <clears throat> I tend to probably jump out of phases a bit early and, uh, you know, hop on to something else that interests me at the time. So you have workout ADD. I do. I have workout ADD. And I think it's just cause I've, I've, I, I don't know. I might see something like a video that inspires me to go learn like a new skill or like do something else. that's like different, mm-hmm. but, um, yeah, I, I tend to jump around quite a bit, which I don't necessarily think that's such a bad habit. You know, I think yeah. there's, there's some positive sides to that also, you know, what about relationship wise? Relationship wise. Um, well, my wife would probably say listening, um, but <laughs> so I don't know what she says though. Yeah. I don't know what she, yeah, she said something. I was, I don't know. I wasn't really listening. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've worked on that quite a bit. Uh, so I, I'm curious to see if she'd, she'd sort of retract that. Um, because I know I, like, I know ahead of time, like my focus can be elsewhere as she's talking or whoever's talking. And, you know, if I'm thinking, uh, in terms of business work, whatever it is. So I've tried to really address that problem of mine uh, and be present more. Um, and then also just being more considerate in terms of um, like, like her day and like what, what sort of things I could do to contribute more to alleviate some uh, of the stress instead of just worrying about all my own stress and like bringing that in the mix. So, mm. yeah. And then what about professional? <sighs> Worst habits professionally. I mean, you're not really professional, but if you're I'm not, I've never been professional <laughs> ever. Yeah. Actually, I used to be really professional and now I'm, you know, the, the opposite. I've totally, yeah, <laughs> regressed. Um, it's all the butt taps you give Doug all the time. I think that's yeah. probably when you're well, I mean, like, some, you want to acknowledge, you know, when somebody had a good game, you know, mm-hmm. you, psh, little, beep, beep. yeah, a little, little, little tap tap. It's a little low into the center, though. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, more, it's more that's right. the wrong way to do it. Lingering like, like, too. Gooch, gooch tap. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, professionally, I think um, I used to be a lot more organized. I think I need to work on definitely getting that back. And because of the our business, the nature of our business is so different than anything I've ever done before. Um, to where there's just so many different legs, so many different moving parts, so many different cogs that. I, I'm always trying to find my place in all of it and like be focused in a direction. And so I think that um, uh, my weakness is is not always knowing where that is and like where I can most benefit the team or like find my navigate my way through and like be like, okay, I'm focused completely on this and this is going to translate into dollars or this is going to contribute to the overall, you know, place that we're where we need to be. So mm. I think it's just, for me in terms of like, you know, defining, uh, you know, what I can contribute in my role a little bit more specifically would help. Mm-hmm. You ever, you remember when you would interview people who would come work for you at the gym and then you would ask them questions like this and they'd give you some bullshit answer. Yeah, yeah. Like, you know, tell me what your, one of your weaknesses, they'd be like, well, you know, my weakness, I work too hard. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They're all positive. Yeah, and I, you know, I try to do a good job that's all bullshit. the time. And that's kind of, yeah, that's you're like, bullshit. shut up, that's a weakness. Yeah, that's <laughs> I'm going to answer it like that. So. Yeah, I knew it. Yeah. I knew you. Nutrition, oh, I you know, it's just too perfect. I should go off every once in a while. <laughs> uh. <laughs> 
<laughs> no, I, I mean, uh, let's see here. Nutrition for me, God, what would be a bad? I'm pretty good with nutrition, but one of my bad habits is I can get stuck in a cycle of eating the same thing. Mm. So like every morning, if I start, like right now I'm, I'm into this, you know, six to eight egg yolks scrambled with, you know, ground lamb or ground beef cycle. So I'll literally have that every single day, every single morning. And so I have this tendency to do that where I like something and then I'll just eat the fuck out of it until yeah. I develop an You're into simplicity in the way you dress too. Oh, thank you. Thank you, Justin. <laughs> yeah, no problem. I appreciate that. Was that a compliment? Or yeah. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. We'll see. In, in, in your defense also, I don't know how much of that's too negative either because yeah. there's. I think there's also some nice bo- positives to consistently doing that because then it gives somebody uh, – you. You, it's hard to if you're rotating your food, which I know we we promote and I think is ideal. Mm-hmm. Food rotation is important, but there's also something to be said about doing something consistently for a while, so you can really tease out sure. how things are affecting. Like, oh man, sure. yeah, man, when I'm eating those egg yolks every single morning, it's definitely impacting my strength. Right, It gives sure. you that ability. to Yeah, talk but about you know, it. I guess the bad side of it is you can develop a food intolerance from eating too right. much of the same thing, right, right. or because I like something and I can get away with eating it. Now I think I can eat it all the time mm. and get away with it. So I, I think that's probably uh, one of my worst habits. Uh, for exercise, that's an easy one for me. I, I'm extremely consistent. I almost never miss a workout. But I will definitely almost always veer towards heavy strength training. Like That's just my favorite thing to do. <laughs> yeah. So I'll move away from that. And then I'll notice some benefits and then be like, I wonder how much I can lift now. And then I'll go back to, yep. to heavy uh, strength training. Guilty. And so I get stuck in that. I can get stuck in, a, in that phase one type of training. And I know when I'm, get, when I'm there because I start to slowly lose mobility. Or get, start getting aches. And I start to get like these aches Joint and pains. Aches, right? Yeah, it's my yeah. joints and it's like the insertions of muscles. So it's not like muscle building soreness. It's like my SI joint or... You know, like the, the the where my bicep inserts on my forearm or something like that. Like I can tell my connective tissue starts to pay the pay the price. And it's just because I love it. I love doing it. It's my favorite thing to do uh, when I lift. And so I can neglect other other aspects of training in favor of doing that. It's probably the worst with uh, lower body training. I part of it is because I like to deadlift and squat heavy. And the other part of it is I hate <laughs> yeah, 15 reps. reps of, 15 reps of squats is it just, cardio. It just ruins my day. 100% cardio. Yeah, like after after doing three <laughs> if I do three sets of 12 reps in the squat, I'm pretty much toasted. I'd almost rather get on the stairmaster. It, totally. It's yeah. just <laughs> fucking retarded. I, I can't stand it. Anyway, so there's that relationships. Well, you know, I I, I had a lot of bad habits uh, when I was married. And I hope to I hope I learned from my divorce. But I would have to say with my current relationship, uh, my the, the bad habit I have is trying to – I have to be careful to not have Jessica pay the, pay the price for what may have happened in my previous relationship. So I have such a low tolerance for certain things. I don't want to get into details because it's like, you know, it would be too personal. But, you know, if there's something that happens, normal tolerance would be like, oh, that's okay. Let's talk about it. But because sometimes it gets slapped on to the end of – you know, my last 10 years of marriage. So it's just cumulative. I have no tolerance for it now. You know what I'm saying? And that she can pay for that uh, sometimes. And I'm trying to become more aware of that because she's not, you know, she wasn't my- Yeah, it's not fair to her. No, not fair at all. But I I can identify. I know how low my tolerance is for certain things. And sometimes afterwards I'm like, I might have overreacted a little bit. Yeah, you're pretty aware of that. You've expressed that before. I'm aware of it after sometimes. Sometimes when you're in the middle of something, it's hard to be aware because you're in it. Especially when you get pushback, you know what I'm saying. Like if you're, 
If you're arguing with someone and they're just pushing back at you, then what you focus on is that versus something that's real effective that I found is, you know, if you're arguing with someone is to not react and allow them to reflect into themselves. Like, oh, wait a minute, what am I doing type of deal? Um, Professional, you know, this is something I'm really trying to work on and it's trying to write and create content on a schedule versus when I feel inspired to. That was a difficult for one for me because, mm. you know, I, I like to write content. I like to express myself a lot, but a lot of it comes from the impetus of, uh, you know, like I'm inspired. Yeah. What interests you? Yeah. Like. So like I read something that, oh my God, I want to talk and I write about it or mm. I'm in the mood, you know, type of deal and I can just go off. And what was very hard for me in the past was, okay, Sal, we, you know, I need to create an article or a blog or a guide on this particular thing. And feeling like I have to do it, all of a sudden makes me not want to do it. And so what I've started to do now is I've started to schedule it and I sit down and whatever happens, happens. I know I'm supposed to sit here though, so I'm not going to leave. And so far what's happened is I've done it. I've been able to do it. Um, but it's a hard, it's, it's like a hard cycle to kind of, to break out of, but I'm starting to learn it. I mean, I did it yesterday. I sat down and, you know, we, we, you know, we weren't, um, we didn't come into work and I said, well, I'm going to. I'm going to write a, a, a big guide. So I wrote a guide, a 3,500 word guide, and I just sat there and made it happen. And that's opposite of how I used to do these things. But Which now that we have a business, that's like, you got to do it that way. Extremely critical for us. And it's been huge for the evolution of that for you, for us as a team, because those that are listening maybe wonder like, well, why? Why don't you just write what you want? But you know, when we have a, a marketing team on the back end that has an editorial calendar and, you know, they're they're having to, I mean, everything they're doing on their end takes, you know, weeks to build up. And so they're relying on you to be able to deliver a specific topic so they can plan ahead of time. So Plus, it just makes you more productive. I mean, you, when you, I've been doing a lot of studying on uh, authors lately in the process of writing. And that's what they say to do. They say, schedule it, sit down. Sometimes you get out a sentence. Sometimes you get out, you know, a few pages, but you have to structure it that way because if you if you wait for the inspiration, um, then your productivity goes way down. Um, so that was a tough. That's a tough one to 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 tackle, but it's simple. It's not a complicated one. Like I know what I need to do. I just got to sit down. Mm-hmm. This is the time I'm going to do this, and then just sit there and make it happen. Yeah. You know? And I would say for nutrition, for sure, my diet cokes. I think that you're uh, still having those, huh? Yeah, I mean, I'm 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 off and on, off and on, but I'm more on than I am off, right? I'm always aware of it. I'm always paying attention to how much I allow it into my diet, and you know, when I find myself allowing it more on than off, I would consider that a, a bad habit, right? If it was if it was really sporadic um, that I that I had it here and there, I don't think I would consider it a bad habit. I think it, I would call that normal living and balance, but because uh, I more consistently uh, have it, then I don't, I would, I would consider that my worst habit. So that's my worst habit. Nutrition. Other than that, like you, Sal, I, I feel like I got a pretty good grasp of, of my, my nutrition. I never allow myself to waver too far body fat percentage. I, I t- even like right now I've decreased my volume of training significantly. I'm nowhere, I'm not getting nowhere near the steps, but then I automatically adjust my, my food. I don't continue eating the same way I was mm-hmm. eating three months ago when I'm training five, six, seven days a week and, and, and a lot more intense. So um, nutrition I have pretty dialed aside from that. I, I would like to see less of the Diet Cokes probably in my in my, uh, in my my nutrition. 
exercise wise, um, you know, pretty pretty fucking solid in this. I I have this ability to be able to weave in and out of modalities to uh, do like Justin, where I will I'll I'll practice a skill and get into unconventional training for a while. I have the ability to um, discipline myself to follow a program from beginning to end. Obviously, I mean, it competed, right? So uh, the the thing that I would probably knock myself on is I know right now I should address more of our zone one in prime for me. So my you know upper cross syndrome, I know I should be doing some some real tedious type movements that that are boring and 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 it seems simplistic, but I think beneficial to my overall posture. And so even as good as I think I am at priming and doing mobility work, I could do more of it. Uh, so if I were to critique that or say a bad ha- bad habit for me is not putting the due diligence in uh, of addressing these uh, imbalances that I have on a more regular basis. Because if, if my goal is long-term health and and overall good posture and, and, and eliminate any sort of chronic pain, I know that I should be doing more of that. So I would say that would be my worst habit. And then professionally, uh, without a doubt, time management. I've never been good at time management. I live by the philosophy of who gives a fuck at what you're not good at. Focus on what you're good at and be great, uh, which serves me most of the most of the time. Um, but I'm I'm also oh, I skipped over relationships, didn't I? Yeah, you did. It's I, all right. I was going to bring it back. <laughs> <to you. laughs> See if I get skirted by that. Yeah, I was I'll say, do. Hey, he's trying to ghost. That. Yeah, <laughs> you're doing. You uh, son of a bitch. <laughs> I'll finish the professional. So I, time management, uh, I would say, um, for the the professional. Although I will say that it has significantly improved. Um, like Sal was kind of talking about the things that you've you've proved, improved on professionally. I think I have too. I, I had an interview just recently that was really good. I think I posted on my Instagram. And I think actually the, the comment that I was talking about is in relation to this statement about time management and getting better at that. And one of the things that forced me in that, and <clears throat> I don't know if you guys even listened to that episode or not, but I talked about the struggle that I had when this business first started um, with the three of you all being fathers and you know, you guys were at a place in your life that, as important as building this business was, uh, maintaining a a good relationship with your children and and your wives uh, was far more important than the success or dollar amount that Mind Pump produced. And it really drove me crazy at the beginning, and I had a I struggled with that. Um, but I have so much respect for you guys that it was an area that I had to really reflect on myself and saying like, well. You know why can't we figure this out between this nine to two range, the the things that we need to get done together, and you know over the course of the last two years, I feel like we, I wouldn't say we mastered it yet, but I think we've gotten really good at it. I mean, I I, I remember when we first started, I would come home really frustrated, and, and I would express to Katrina, I'm like, fuck, I just, I feel like we just do the bare minimum every day. We do what we just need to, you know, basically get done, which is the podcast stuff, and there's so much more work to be done, and. And, you know, I think that was a lot of uh, myself uh, projecting out uh, what how I felt when it really had nothing to do with you guys and being great fathers. It had to do with me and my time management and how could I get better at organizing our day. And I think that we've arrived there and it's I've had a lot of growth in the time management and the appreciation of that decision that you guys made of, listen, I'm, I'm not going to waver 
on what's important to me and my kids and family. And I respect that so much. And it's a, it's forced me to elevate my game there, but I still have room to get better. I still think that when I see people like, um, Doug and Katrina, who I think of like our integrators within the business, I think that they are extremely, uh, talented or disciplined in that department and I can get better. And it's something that I'm always trying to improve on. Uh, Relationship-wise, my bad habits, uh, that's easy for me. Um, I don't tell Katrina I love her enough. I don't tell her that she's beautiful enough. I don't compliment how amazing she is and her strengths are. I do it way more on the show, and she gives me shit all the time about that. Um, You know, Because I I feel, I think in my head, because I'm saying it, I know she listens to the show. Mm. Um, Is it easier for you to say good things about her to other people than it is to say it to her? And I wouldn't say that it's hard for me to say those things to her. I definitely naturally do that. Like Mm. anybody who's ever met me and and heard me talk about Katrina knows that I speak extremely uh, highly of her and and just love her so much and, and think she's just an amazing... A human being and partner. And I do express that a lot to others. Um, and so because I think I am talking about it all the time, I think in my head, I just assume that she receives it all the time. And I don't tell her to her face enough. So I think that's an area that I can always improve upon is, and I try, I try and remember, you know, I think I shared too on another interview, something, I think this was the Sex with Emily interview, something that I put into practice uh, when, you know, early years when we first started getting together is I'd never say I love you. I mean, it shit, it was over a year before she even heard I love you out of my mouth. And a lot of that is just because of my childhood bullshit. And I really value that word. I just don't throw it around to anybody. So if I say it, uh, there's something that sparked it and I mean it. And so I've always challenged her to challenge me if I say I love you you know, because what I mean by that is, I mean, how many times have you caught yourself or you just, it's part of the routine. You hang up the phone with your girl. I love you. You know, I'll see you later. I love you. Sure. Kiss you. I love you. And it's like, what does it really mean to you when you, when you say it like that? Where me, if I say I love you, it's because I've had to take the time to, to express what was just went through my head. I, she did something uh, that made me feel that love. And I thought it, it's taken me a long time to practice verbalizing it. And now that I do a good job of that, and one of the things that I always tell her is that, you know, challenge me. I won't just say I love you to say I love you because I'm walking out the door or because we hung up the phone or just because I need, I think I need to practice saying it more. If I say I love you, that means there was something that went through my head right then and there that made me think about you and 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 want to express that. So in our relationship, if I say I love you, she always follows that up you know, if we're texting or if we're talking in person, what are you thinking about? And I can always give her uh, something specific. You know, I, you, I saw you do this or because you treat me this way or, you know, this reminds me of and therefore I love you and that I was thinking about Was that. your family really... Ex- like, did, were they expressive and touchy feeling when you were growing up? Did you get lots of hugs and kisses yeah, that's, and stuff like that? that's or? the crazy part, right? Is my mom is, is very touchy feely and lovey um expressive expressive and says i love you to me a lot um but see now that's probably why because my mom said all those things and and made me feel loved from her but i i didn't i thought we said a lot of things in our household that our actions didn't reflect oh i see and so i don't i didn't value it the same way Mm. i mean 
in the same day or week, my mom could say, I love you and your kids mean the world to me. And then her and my stepfather could be throwing fucking pots and pans at each other and cops are in the house. And then the kids and I are crying and saying, leave him, leave him. Let's get out of here. And my mom not willing to do that. And so to me, it's like, well, if you really love us and you care about sure who we are and, and care about us, like you say you do, then you wouldn't make us go through all of this. Mm -hmm. So I think that even though my mother has always been really good about you know, showing her love. And I think she's expressed that really well. And she's always been someone who, who touches me and, and makes me feel loved. I think that I, I had a, a conflicting, um, understanding of what, what love mm. meant or what it means to Isn't me. Isn't that interesting how much of that is, uh, formed from childhood? Like oh, how much yeah. of that is, you know, like the way you express yourself, you see, you see this a lot with, especially with men, um, fathers, when they become dads, they have a tough time showing affection to their sons, especially. You see that a lot of times. Mm. And then when you talk to them, it's because either they didn't have a father or their fathers didn't show them affection. So mm -hmm. to them, it's like, feels weird. It feels awkward to show my son, you know, that I'm going to, you know, love him or whatever. Right. And mm -hmm. it's, uh, it's, it's a very interesting, it doesn't mean they don't love him necessarily. I know a lot of, I have friends who are her fathers who are, love their kids more than anything and are great fathers otherwise. But then we sit down and talk about it. And usually the reason why it comes up is we'll be hanging out and, you know, sometimes people will comment on how I am with my kids and I'm just overboard. I'm very touchy-feely and expressive and blah, blah, blah. And, you know, my son's 13 and I'll still, you know, I'll still pick him up and kiss him and whatever. And so people will usually comment and it's usually the the moms and then the, and then the dads will be like, ah, oh, they'll roll their eyes and then we'll have this conversation and they'll be, you know, and they'll tell me like they just feel awkward, you know, doing it because when they grew up, they didn't have that. So it's very interesting how much of that, you know, shapes oh, yeah. who you are. You I, don't, I don't remember it, how, how old I was when I really started to put all of that together. And so now I have this ability anytime that, you know, if Katrina and I are getting into it about something and, you know, we're having this disagreement, no matter what I, I disagree with her about, automatically I start to unpack and go backwards. Like, you know, why do I feel so strongly about this? Mm -hmm. Why? Why do I disagree with her and what part of this do I own and how much of this was forged in my head as a child? I mean, they said what is it, five to seven are the most formidable years of our, our, our little, mm -hmm. our little brain as we're, as we're starting to find. And it's all about that. It's about that, that, that practice and repetition of those things. You know, I see her family and I see the way they all interact with each other. And it's just, it's so natural as soon as you walk in, like mm -hmm. your family cell, everybody hugs and kisses each other. Mm -hmm. And it's just, everybody kind of helps each other out in the kitchen. There's this, this cohesiveness, you know, and uh, it feels like I'm playing a game I've never played before. Like yeah, I feel lost, you know, it's like, and I have to be like actively like paying attention to that. Like, Oh, Adam, don't it doesn't come natural. It doesn't come natural, mm -hmm. you know? And, it, and the thing that I think has been the hardest for me is to communicate that to other people that, this is not a lack of love. This isn't a lack of like, I don't want to be here. It's not a lack of any of that stuff. It's that I don't know how to play. I've never, I've never, I've never been shown this as an example. I've never been with a family of 30 people in the house and, you know, making the effort to do that with all of them. Like it just, so it's something as an adult that I've had to, and I can see where in the past that has caused major uh, division between me and a partner is, you know, because then they're like, what the fuck? You don't, you don't like coming because over. Because to them, you know, to them, you doing that or not doing that means, oh, you don't, you, you know, you don't like us or you're not happy or you're not loving. Right. Because they're, they're, they're judging it in that way, not realizing that you just, you just, 
feels weird. Yeah. Not sure how to, you know, how to operate in that right. situation. And they don't realize that, that that may not be that normal for everybody and that they were raised a certain way mm -hmm. that that is so normal that it's like, you know, this is why they say, uh, it's so important. Like one of the biggest, most important things that a father does is rough house, uh, with their kids. Mm -hmm. Uh, and I remember, uh, yeah, Dr. Dr. Mark Farrell. Yeah. He said that. that. And I've done more reading on it since then. And, uh, you know, roughhousing with your kids, you think it's just fun and games, oh. but they learn how to be physical, how to be empathetic. So they're not pushing too hard and not hurting each other, hurting you. And then if you have a girl, if you roughhouse with your daughter, she can feel comfortable being physical with another yeah. man and it not being sexual, yeah. which is a very important thing to, to right. understand, oh, yeah. you know, it's all those boundaries. I, th I thought that was such golden advice, you know, and I, I was already sort of doing that with my kids to begin with, but it really uh, emphasized the importance of it and what I was actually doing by, you know, setting aside time to to have that kind of quality time with my kids and like provide that type of feedback for them because it is, it, it's an impressionable time too. And like my youngest is five and he's still trying to figure out like, how rough is too rough, yeah. you know? Like he punched me in the face That's a couple so, times, yeah. and I'm like, so "Listen, cute. like you can't punch in the face or the balls. Like this is not gonna fly." Oh, he tries to hit you in the nuts. Yeah, he like both. So it's like, you know, and these are like important things to carry on going into school. Like I don't want him doing this to other kids, and yeah. and also too, it's an outlet, right? So like if for me specifically. Um, you know, I needed, I needed physicality. Mm. I needed that. I needed to express myself and get it out. And, you know, for me, like my dad, you know, helped me with this too, but like, you know, f like who else is he going to punch? You how, know, I'd, ra I'd rather him punch me. Mm -hmm. And I try to explain this to my wife. Cause she's always like, nobody ever punches. I'm like, ever, you know, <laughs> like, no, like there's times you punch, you know, like it might come up. So I would rather him punch me and get it out. And like, we work our way through this and like, we can be constructive about it and be controlled and understand, you know, socially, like how this all works. And he learns how to be physical and yeah. not cross the line you yes. know, beyond that, which right. a lot of, that's what kids learn from that you kind can't of stuff. You can't just say, no, don't do this. No. You know, like that doesn't, doesn't have any sort of like constructive yeah. way of dealing with you it. You know, it was a big one for me was something that my mom did, which I never realized was so powerful was if my mom made a mistake uh, or if she lost her temper in a way that was inappropriate towards us, she would come up to my room, sit down next to me, and she'd apologize. And she and I and I never realized that that was that big of a deal um, until I had my own kids and had the power of doing that. Like that, like because you know, parent, you're not perfect as a parent. You're just you're human, like anybody else. You're gonna lose your temper. You're gonna do shit that's not great. And I think a lot of parents are afraid. Like they don't. Want, no, I'm the I'm the dad. I'm not gonna apologize for yelling, or I'm not gonna apologize for whatever. Mm. No, no, no. If you were, if you went too far, sit down with your kid. And I did this with my son, mm -hmm. you know, uh, and, and my daughter. I don't remember what happened, but they were doing something. I got really pissed, and I said some things that I shouldn't have said, um, some pretty mean things that that came out of my mouth, and it really hurt their feelings. And it, I could tell. Mm -hmm. And at, at the time, I was like, whatever. And then they did what they were supposed to, and then, you know, they went up to the room, and then I thought about it. I'm like, you know, I shouldn't have said that. What I said to them, I should have told them that their actions were wrong. I shouldn't have whatever. So I went upstairs, I brought them in a room, I sat them down, 
And I said, okay, so here's why I got upset with you. Do you guys know why I got upset? First, I wanted to clarify. I wanted them to see if they knew. And they said, well, you got mad because this, that, and the other. And so they were on point. And I said, okay, now I want to apologize to you guys because I said this, and that's not true. You're not these things. Mm -hmm. I said, I was mad at this, but this, I shouldn't have said that. It's absolutely not true. And the power Very powerful. that yeah that you that you have when you do that because your kid can see that you're not you're you're human but you're also strong enough to admit when you did something wrong. Yeah, that's so important. That's a lesson that they need to learn and be able to carry forward too because they're going to make mistakes and how do they deal with that? You mm. know, and uh, I had that same moment the other day too with Courtney and like thank God. See, this is another thing. Like I'm glad there's somebody else there to kind of check me on you know my parenting and like uh, it's important. But um, like <laughs> my son comes up and he's like I know like he want he wants the weasel to stay up late. You know, and this is just like a game they play. Like to come up and like oh I don't feel good. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and so like I just like I, I've 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 somewhere along the lines I just lost all empathy. You know, it's just like, I have nothing. I have nothing. I'm like, no, like, stop faking it. You know, you're like, just take, uh, you know, get, get some Tums or, you know, like it'll settle down. Like you just need to like lay down, quiet down, like whatever. I'm just telling him, just harping on him about all this stuff like he needs to do and just go down and like how bad it's going to be tomorrow. Cause he's going to be so tired and all this. And then she's looking at me like, like, like with the eyes you know and i'm like oh no like i've just been hammering him and he actually did feel bad and so oh, i was like dude. and so like she's talking to him and i come back out of the room and i'm like oh man i was just like way too harsh on him and dude had to apologize and then i took him down I'm like you know and it tried to like calm him down and went down there with him but it was just like you just check yourself in the moment you're like wow like i i just don't See what I'm doing. I've got a moment like that that will always live in my mind, and it's fucking terrible. I feel so bad about it, and I'm sure it's not that big of a deal to my kid, but to me, it is. It's my son, he wanted me to make him scrambled eggs. He was, he was, he was a lot younger. He's probably, I don't know, eleven. I don't know, maybe, maybe nine or ten. And I said, listen, if I make these for you, you better eat them because we had gone through this process of like me making him food and him leaving it. I said, mm. if I make these, you're gonna eat it. He's like, okay, well, I'll eat them. So we made the eggs and uh, no. So later on that morning, I made the eggs. I bring them to him. And he's like, I'm not feeling that good. I'm like, oh, hell no. You're going to finish these eggs. <laughs> yeah, right. You're going to finish these you eggs. You immediately think they're weaseling. Yeah. And he's like, no, no, my stomach kind of hurts. I'm like, no, you're going to eat these. And so I made him, I sat there. Oh God. Then he throws up. He throws up. Oh and, no. And he had a fever. Oh yeah. no. And I felt fucking <laughs> terrible about it. Too. Until this day, by the way, he won't eat eggs now. I've traumatized <laughs> him. Like eggs make him want to throw up to this day. <laughs> So I feel so bad, you know. Oh, no. That's the shit that happens. That happens, man. I, yeah, totally. Parenting is just a, a sequence of feeling guilty for shit that you fucked up on. That's, that's basically it. that's basically what it is. Someday. Hey, uh, speaking of mistakes, don't make this mistake and miss our fifty percent off maps anywhere sale. One day left. This is it, right? Last day, Doug. Is this the last day? That's it. Maps anywhere is our equipment-free program. You can do these workouts at home. You can do them on the road. You can do them at work. All you need are bands and your body. It's half off. After today, the sale is gone. You won't get it again. So if you're interested, go to mapswhite.com and use the code white50, W-H-I-T-E, and the number 50 at checkout for the discount. Do it now. Don't miss the sale. 
Oh yeah. Thank you for listening to Mind Pump. If your goal is to build and shape your body, dramatically improve your health and energy, and maximize your overall performance, check out our discounted RGB Super Bundle at mindpumpmedia.com. The RGB Super Bundle includes MAPS Anabolic, MAPS Performance, and MAPS Aesthetic. Nine months of phased expert exercise programming designed by Sal, Adam, and Justin to systematically transform the way your body looks, feels, and performs. With detailed workout blueprints and over 200 videos, the RGB Super Bundle is like having Sal, Adam, and Justin as your own personal trainers, but at a fraction of the price. The RGB Super Bundle has a full 30-day money-back guarantee, and you can get it now plus other valuable free resources at mindpumpmedia.com. If you enjoy this show, please share the love by leaving us a five-star rating and review on iTunes and by introducing Mind Pump to your friends and family. We thank you for your support, and until next time, this is Mind Pump.